just realized we're going to talk about Fast and Furious at the end of this. We are. We're going to talk about Fast and the Furious at the end of this. But hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 143 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yeah, Manny. Uh, Fast and Furious happened. You saw it twice. I did. I only ended up seeing it once, which is sad. But it's like I saw it unlimited times because I kept replaying it in my brain (laughs) because it is a cinematic masterpiece. And what I like about it is I saw so many people tweet that this is the best movie they've ever seen because Um, it's so stupid. (laughs) That's a that's I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, It's pretty great. And I also found out that a lot of people don't like seven and they're wrong. I mean, seven is one of the better ones, at least. Right. I know. But people are just people on the Internet are wrong and like bad things. But uh, a lot of nine seems to be doing very well. Mm hmm with people who think the fast and the furious is hilarious i we'll get into it later of what i have some thoughts about it that i i don't want to i don't want to spoil our conversation okay, for i i have had so many conversations <laughs> about this movie and none of i it's hard because i still have a lot of questions about mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. that can never be answered but you know boy I'm also so excited. What do you mean? There will be like a director's cut that they'll add like 20 more seconds on. Yeah. It'll answer everything. everything. (laughs) It'll answer everything. All the questions I've ever had. Uh, Thankfully, we'll probably get to that pretty quickly uh, to talk about because uh, not a lot happened. Sony acquired two studios, maybe a third that they accidentally leaked. Maybe. Uh, that was that, that that accidental leak was hilarious. It is hilarious, uh, but like it still might not have actually happened yet, which I think is even more funny. Like it might have been preemptive. Yeah, it seems like it because like I assume they would have announced it if it was like a fish. Well, yeah, because they announced two other ones, which is mm-hmm. why I thought it was weird. So Sony bought Housemark, which is surprising to literally no one because they made Returnal and it did very well for them. Uh, and all their previous games like Resogun and mm-hmm. things like that did fairly well as downloadable titles on PlayStation. Do you think uh, they felt a little pressure just from how many studios Microsoft bought? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, especially after Bethesda, that yeah. like powerhouse, they're like, we got to get something. in. Here. And like the thing I think that people don't realize or think about a lot when Microsoft is buying that many studios, and they're like, oh, Sony should like Sony doesn't have as much money as Microsoft does to throw around like that. So it's like uh, they're never going to be able to buy that many studios. Um, so uh, even the fact that they bought these two and possibly a third, I think, is kind of interesting. Although it's like it's always weird when they're like, oh, hey, we bought the studio that only made games for our platform anyways, because it's just like, oh, like, I mean, it already seemed like you own them. I know you didn't, but like the the same thing thing with Insomniac, like obviously they made two games, I think, really, that were like not just PlayStation exclusives, like they made Sunset Overdrive and Fuse. And I, I can't even really think of like many others. There might have been one or two others. They made like I remember looking at. It wasn't even that long ago. They made made some like uh, Metroidvania game. Oh, weird! I think they made a review well. I think they made a VR game as well. but yeah, it's, it was just weird because it's like, oh, you made Ratchet and Clank, which is like a well-known Sony franchise in and Spider-Man and Spyro. Yeah, like it just it's very weird. Uh, 
But anyways, Housemark made sense, so they acquired them. Nix's, on the other hand, is an interesting one. Excuse me. Most people probably do not know who they are, but they are a studio that ports console games to PC, which also makes sense because Sony wants to get into putting their games on PC. Right. So it makes sense going forward that they would have a studio who specializes in doing just that because Horizon Zero Dawn and Days Gone already on the PC. The Days Gone port seems to be pretty good from what I saw. I know mm-hmm. the Horizon one had a bit of difficulty at the beginning. Yeah, it seems like know, uh, it never got much better. It did get better, it seems okay. like um, from from people I've talked to that like played the PC version. They had great things to say about it, so I'm guessing they didn't have any issues with it. So. Yeah, and I've watched a bunch of gameplay of Days Gone uh, against my will, uh, just because it's been like on certain videos I've been watching, sure. and I'm like, oh, I got to watch through this part to get to the <laughs> next thing. Oh, God. Uh, but it, it never like fucked up or anything, and sure. it, it seemed fine. Uh, and so then the one that I thought was funny was when... <laughs> When Sony put out their tweet, it was an image that like shows all of the like PlayStation games like as uh, things in the background. Right. And the first one is like, oh, welcome Housemark to the family or whatever. And then the day after they did Nixes or a couple days later and Sony Japan put one up that said, Oh, congratulations to Blue Point for joining the PlayStation family. Mm-hmm. It was like, oops, <laughs> we did a fuck up. And it just uh, that one also makes sense, right? Because like Blue Point made the Shadow of the Colossus remake. They did Demon Un- Souls. Uncharted. Oh, Uncharted. Yeah. Um, the, the, so co- the collection. The I collection. Think, yeah. I think that might have been like the first PS4 game they did, at least. Yeah. So like they are another studio that's like, oh, they're only doing real Sony things. And it is rumored that they might be doing. Uh, I mean, the, there's been a lot of rumors going around, but one is that they're doing uh, in a port of Bloodborne. For oh, PS5. I, I was just one reading of, rumors today. One of them is that they were doing Metal Gear. Uh, no, this is... And it seems like it might be more indie. Oh. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, but either way, while Matt looks for that, uh, they did not actually acquire Bluepoint yet. No. <laughs> so it's just really funny. And the tweet was removed immediately after. I assume it's one of those things where they are in talks to buy them. But like it didn't come together fast enough or something. And so they just had that image ready. Yeah, the the rumor from two days ago uh, that I read was Legend of Dragoon, which would be gross. Holy shit. That game did not age well. It's like one of the only JRPGs that Sony made themselves. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Dart Lovitz fucking come on harpoon that's what lovitz would yell every time he used his skill shit is sick but it did not age well so if they did a remake you know i would play i like turn-based rpgs you know what i'm saying the thing is they typically don't really make any changes they usually just kind of upgrade oh don't worry they would have to that's a ps1 game because like demon souls they didn't they just kind of like improved like the frame rate and stuff, but they didn't really touch any like the core gameplay. Of the well, game. let me tell you what, there's no way you could just like put a coat of paint on a PS1 JRPG and call it good on the PS5. 
<laughs> because um, uh, boy, I bet Nintendo could try. I bet they could try. I bet Square would try too. Oh, uh, yeah. But Jesus, man, that game is rough. Mm. Going back to which I think is funny because so many people like me look back on it fondly and then you go try to play it again. You're like, oh, whoa, there's a reason they didn't make sequels to this, huh? Mm. <laughs> it's, it's it's not super great or memorable. Um, so, yeah, they are in theory working with Blue Point again right. <clears throat> to do more stuff. They Maybe they just didn't some papers didn't get signed fast enough or something. And Sony Japan accidentally blew the surprise. <laughs> That's going to be something that like it's announced in like two weeks and people are going to be like, wait, I thought this already happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it just is another one of those things where it's like, Oh, you mean the studio that was only making games for the PlayStation is mm-hmm. a PlayStation studio. Now who could have thought? Yeah. It, it's like when Nintendo acquired, uh, the I can't think of the studio name. Oh, uh, the Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's team. Mansion. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, it's the same type of thing. It's just like that one. I literally was like, whoa! I thought Nintendo owned them already. So this is weirdly <laughs> straight. Like I knew that Sony did not own Housemark and Blue Point, but it's still sure. just one of those things where it's like they only make games for it. Did you even need to acquire them? Like uh, maybe they were afraid it was going to be a rare situation where Microsoft. Well, and I think like, I, I mean, if you're the studio, you're like, well, now we have the, the Sony money and like, you know, we're guaranteed and it's not like we're contracting out. So it makes sense yeah, on yeah. their end. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I guess. So Sony's getting got to possibly receiving a third studio to add to mm-hmm. their lineup. That's neat. It's not like it's adding more new games to sure. Sony's slate because they already had them in the slate. So, you know. That's fine. It's good. Uh, good for them, though. Good, they yeah. get more funding and stuff. You know? Do you want to just keep the 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 Sony train going? And sure, and we can talk about the ghosts of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a director's cut. Which I, did you watch the trailer? I did. It, there's monkeys I, there. There's monkeys and like what they're doing is they're basically adding like a whole new PS5 performance mode where apparently that game's gonna be 4K 60 FPS, which would be fucking insane. Which like it already is is my like because when I play it on PS5, the graphics mode or the other mode are the same. Like mm. they say they're different, but on PS5 they are the same. Mm. So I. I thought it, it definitely is already 60, but maybe it's not 4K. I, maybe, maybe it's, it's maybe it's only maybe it's only maybe it is. Either way, like it already looks ridiculous yes. and runs really well on a PS5. So like, I get adding the haptic feedback. That's that's cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if it is just like a straight 4K, that mm-hmm. that's cool as well. Uh, but I mean, I think the new island and new story are the most exciting part, right? Oh, because absolutely. like that island looks really cool. Like it looks a lot more like f- tropical and stuff in some areas uh and i'm sure the the plot will be fun yeah a new new area new story which if this is if it's basically the same size as because the game split into three different territories so if it's the same size as like one of those territories that'll be a good 15 to 20 hours worth of content so. mm-hmm. um and it is being sold on its own yes so the ps4 version is 60 bucks ps5 version is 70 bucks uh the upgrade for ps4 is 20 20, and the upgrade for ps5 is 30 so i I assume if you have the ps4 version on ps5 you can probably just pay the 20 dollars and just get like the new story and 
and not like get the PS5 enhancements. I'm guessing that if you, I don't do that, know because their system for recognizing that is absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it might only let you buy the PS5 version. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea either. I, I uh, be- maybe you might not even be able to. It might just be you're paying the $20, the $30 for the DLC and the ability to download the PS5 version. Well, no, there's there's specific PS5 enhancements. If you watch that trailer, it starts by saying... No, no, I know, but it's the same with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, you have to download the ps5 version first which like isn't wasn't a thing it's so bad so who knows how the fuck I, this yeah I, I, I have no idea whatever that's, I, that's all i know so is bad. it's 20 20 for ps4 30 for ps5 which if you have the ps5 just buy the ps5 version you know get that that you know the the, the haptic feedback and everything it'll it'll be worth the ten dollars i would imagine I guess I, they are uh, really, I feel like walking a thin line with continuing to charge people $10 for shit that doesn't matter. Uh, sh- sure. Sure. Uh, because it's just like it, that, that seems so bizarre to, to charge an extra $10 for that because you want people to buy the PS five, buy the PS five and like care about that version. And that just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Sony is fucking weird recently, and I just like don't understand a lot of their decisions that they're making. So, like, I get it if it was just like a totally new thing, and like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, like we're gonna charge for this, like Spider Man, right? Like it was right, they right. they up made that again, basically as a PS5 version. So, yeah, I don't know. It's Which I mean, weird. like, I guess that was fifteen hours, and that was you know what fifty dollars. 50 on ps4 60 so i mean like if you're talking like money like it's probably it which i mean it all depends if it's like a two-hour expansion like that will not be worth the 20 30 dollars so no it's yeah i don't know so it all depends on like what exactly that new area how big that area is and what that new area Mm -hmm. is um now manny how do you feel about petitions uh, uh, what about specifically online petitions? They are meaningless. Is how yes. I feel, and they will forever be meaningless. So, well, not every, only that, but like then you get to get then your email gets spammed constantly. That's fun, oh right? nice. I have never signed an online petition. I don't think hmm. because I know that they usually do not amount to anything. So, <laughs> I I don't. But our good friend and leaker Jeff Grubb, uh. He debuted on his new giant bombshell Grub Snacks that Hideo Kojima has signed a letter of intent with Microsoft. This is a rumor, but it's definitely true. Uh, And that basically means that he will be making a game with them. To what extent? That is not really clear. Uh, It will utilize the power of the cloud. Just like Crackdown 3. What if Microsoft has used their money and influence to get the Metal Gear Solid license, and then that ends up being an Xbox exclusive. That would be really funny. <laughs> but I was thinking, what if they just get Kojima to make the Crackdown 3 they promised? Crackdown 4, Kojima's or, masterpiece? Or 
they get them to make like Death Stranding 2, but this time it's an Xbox exclusive. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sony might actually own that IP. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but well, it no, sucks anyways. Because it, uh, the computer version, or the, the Steam version was not published by Sony. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it was not. So well, They probably wanted nothing to do with it anymore. They let them have <laughs> it back. Uh, so yeah, that that is a thing, and... Uh, that means that Kojima's next big project will be with Microsoft. And as you said, there are already there's already a petition online to uh, cancel this game because Kojima is betraying his true fans and we need to bring him back to the side of righteousness and justice on the PlayStation. Uh, I'm going to be honest, as a PlayStation fan, you know, let Microsoft have this one, guys. Let them take it. <laughs> they can, we can do without it, I think. Uh, Boy, but one so, game has really changed your opinion of uh, Kojima a little bit here. Well, yeah, I, it's not great. The man doesn't deserve the money. We were all swindled and it's okay to let it go, you know? Plus, think about how I won't have to pay full price for whatever his next fucking game is because sure. it'll just be on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then I'm way less likely to want to finish it. I think you'll still have to. You'll, you'll so still this one will be it. so good. This will be the one. The, <laughs> the, and then it'll prove that Microsoft knows how to pay for the good games. Mm-hmm. And then the petitioners will be made to look like fools. Uh, I, yeah, I, this is funny. I don't know. I just, because it, it is just going to cause a bunch of console war bullshit where people are like, Microsoft is taking everything from us as Sony fans. Oh my God. Can you believe first we lost Starfield and the Elder Scrolls and now we lose Hideo Kojima. Oh my God. <laughs> I, which is, it's, it's fine. His last mm-hmm. game, not my favorite, so uh this morning though nintendo finally got out there and talked about skyward sword just a mere like two weeks before it comes out and they let us know hey guys we're sorry that skyward sword was not that good we're gonna fix it a little bit for you you can skip the cutscenes. this is a big deal because the cutscenes are so fucking long and they're so slow so if you're like wow i've seen enough of this you can skip it now uh the item description system was broken and you know how link will like when you get an item will lift it over his head and it'll like have the description Mm -hmm. it did that every time you got anything even if you had gotten it a trillion times before they fixed that that does not happen anymore thank god thank god and the part that everyone hated the most was fee uh she's obnoxious and she was the tutorial and she would never shut up. Now it's optional. You can say, hey, Fee, I got it. I know how to play the Zelda and she'll leave you alone. Hey, listen. Yeah. Hey, listen. Oh, I love Navi, though. I know. Uh, but yeah, Fee was obnoxious in a way that was like that was at the height of when mm. people were just absolutely trashing Nintendo for how fucking long and obnoxious their tutorials were. Uh, Skyward Sword was like the pinnacle of that. So the fact that you can make that optional, the fact that you can skip cutscenes, uh, you can fast forward through dialogue because uh, you definitely could not do that either. And <laughs> it was painful. Uh, that will go a long way for that game, I think, to make it a much more tolerable experience. So mm-hmm. I it's it's cool that Nintendo actually is doing anything to it because it sure seemed like they didn't do anything to it at all. 
other than add a fast travel system that you have to pay for uh, uh, and by the, uh, an amiibo. And they made it so the controls can work with a controller. Oh, yeah, because it was impossible with previous technology. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, like the fact that they're selling the additional fast travel separately as an amiibo is still kind of scummy. But uh, the fact that everything <laughs> else about it makes it like pretty tolerable and also fast travel isn't super necessary in that game. It's like, well, the, the, the weird thing is like that is a limited supply. Not everyone who buys that game is going to be able to get that. Yeah. So that is, but it's like I also wouldn't pay thirty dollars for that. No, I, no one should. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying. So outside of that, mm-hmm. the Skyward Sword HD stuff actually seems like worthwhile to make that a better game. Um, so that that I think is neat uh, because normally that is not Nintendo's way to go for mm-hmm. re-releases. Like. Some of the, I mean, like Wind Waker, obviously they fixed a bunch of stuff. Uh, Twilight Princess, they changed some things that people didn't like as well, but nothing to this extent where it like this drastically will change the flow of the game right? for the better and just make it a more pleasant experience. So like uh, people probably actually speed run this game now because you can skip the cutscenes and stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, Twilight Princess had a few minor little things that like improved because like I think there was like the wolf section where you had to collect like 15 of those collectibles mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think they dropped that down to like 10 or something mm-hmm. like that. So and yeah, like in, in Wind Waker, they've <clears throat> toned down the Triforce quest, which was the most unfinished part of that game in the first place. So, well, like, and they made it so you can get that one item that you can sail faster. Mm hmm. And like, so I think those are good additions to these games, whereas like, I don't get why they would not have said all this stuff sooner unless it like wasn't in there to begin with. And they were like, oh, we have to do anything to this. But like two weeks before release seems like a why would you not say this sooner? Why wouldn't you say this at your E3 event? that you Right. Or you were like, oh, Zelda. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Like it just seemed. When people were actually paying attention to Nintendo. Yeah, it just seems really weird because like I. It's not like there when you announce Skyward Sword HD, like people know what that is. So that's the point where you say like, oh, yes. And these are the enhancements. I it just it's been so long since they first announced that, that this seems bizarre to me. Like, I have no idea. I'm wondering if like two weeks away, their pre-order sales are not great. Maybe. And they're like, we got to get some news out there to get people to start pre-ordering this. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I that 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 is just a cool thing. Like, I'm still no. not going to buy that game, but I think that goes. I think that goes a long way towards making it more palatable for people, sure. because I think if that game came out in its original state, like people who had never played it before would have been absolutely disgusted. Like, it just would have been people on Twitter who were like, "I never played this, and it sucks." And like they don't really need that, I don't think. So. Especially coming from Breath of the Wild to this, yeah, it's gonna like people are gonna, especially like the first time like Zelda fans, like that is going to be very drastic. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know how many people bought Link's Awakening. No, yeah, probably not many. No. So. So yeah, that's that's good for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final one you put on here yes. from their Nintendo shareholder meeting, they are still considering making more mini consoles, mm-hmm. which I mean, I assume they would just do the 64. Yeah. Cause I would assume the GameCube would be way more expensive because the s- s- file size for games would be way bigger. So you'd have to put way bigger storage in there. 
or they could just keep like they went from the NES to the SNES and dropped like 10 games because like, you know, the storage space was just so large, you know, for the, the SNES games. So then like the GameCube would have like three games on it. I, well, to be fair to them for that, those are the exact same thing internally. Sure. They just have a different plastic casing. So like they were like, oh, it's the same amount of storage. Yes. And that's or why they did. the N64 would have to have a way bigger storage yes. thing. But like <laughs> even then, I think in 64 games, I would guess maximum are 100 meg a piece, whereas GameCube games would be like a gigabyte or two. So you think that big? Yeah, they're on they're on DVDs. So they would have to be or like 700 meg at least. So right. Yeah, that that would take way more storage. That's why I just assumed they would never get to disk based things. Like even even like people wanted a PlayStation one one, and I guess that did come out, but that, you know, those are still uh, anywhere from a hundred to 300 megabytes. So it's still a pretty big. Yeah. And they, and they released a lot of like, like European versions of that where like the frame rate was worse. Yeah. That was, that was, I, Sony did a bad job. There. It's okay, but you could go into it and change that. Yes. yes. If you found the secret dev menu. So, yeah that that was a baffling product as well that was like sony was like oh we see you did that and then they just like half-assed it as much as humanly possible the good news is with the 64 there's only really 10 games even worth putting on there <laughs> yeah and somehow they still won't even be those 10 games oh well Don't... they can't do banjo kazooie <laughs> unless they work with uh, Xbox. I mean, they have a good relationship with Microsoft right now, so maybe they would. You know, uh, maybe they would, but like, I, I, I guess to me, like, because like that's well, been you, released on the 360. Yeah, it's a better version of that game. Like, oh, do you guys want to play the shittier version of this game? Like, no, not really. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, could you imagine that controller again? No, and like that's why I hate it. I like that controller sucks and like part of what made those retro things interesting is it's like oh you're using a the same controller mm-hmm. like yeah i don't want to no i don't want to use an n64 controller i just pre-ordered a wireless super nintendo controller that i can actually use on my super nintendo like that still is an ergonomic normal controller for normal people like the n64 controller i never want to touch and oh, that i mean it, it it did give the toggle stick to it brought toggle stick to you know controllers to the world so it's not all bad but it's close to bad yeah yeah it, it's know. close to all bad <clears throat> I will always feel nostalgic towards the N sixty four I it's I, not a great I, console I just don't like, anymore no and like one of my favorite games of all time is on there but like still I can't I don't know. I can't bring myself to praise it. Like just when it was the N64's anniversary recently, everyone was just like, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing that was ever made. And it was like, all right, guys, let's all calm down because <laughs> that's not true. Please name me all your favorites. And then they'd just be like Smash and Goldeneye and the Ocarina of Time. And it'd be like, oh, yes, I love those three games. <laughs> even Smash. Even, even, even Goldeneye is aged so poorly no one would fucking enjoy playing goldeneye now unless smash i mean like because like people are 10 times more likely to just go to the to melee that is true original smash is still really fun though i will give it that because it it is like kingdom hearts 
one and that it is the most pure because it was truly them just being like, let's make a fun video game. And it is still a fun video game because it does not have all the stuff Melee has. So humans can still have fun with it. Well, you can still have fun with Melee if you don't take it too seriously. Exactly. So no one can have fun with it because now that's the only thing you're allowed to do with Melee. Uh, So you're saying people ruined Melee. Oh, yeah, that's for sure true. 100%. You can just play me and just destroy me. All the time. <laughs> I mean, you'll have fun with that, right? Yeah. I mean, I can still have fun playing Melee against sure. people, but it just, it, yeah, it, the, the narrative about it is just like that it's no fun. And like, I get it, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's all for the news, really. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about it more than I thought we would, but uh, still not very much out there. No, and I mean, like, we're still kind of like a couple weeks after E3 where a lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, like, that's where they kind of, they make their big announcements. Which, I mean, Sony, it makes sense. They weren't at E3, so they didn't they didn't have these announcements to have at E3. So it makes sense. Wait a couple weeks and then start announcing this stuff to get, get into the, you know, get into the news cycle a little bit. So, mm-hmm. Which I have to imagine they're going to have a conference here at some point soon, right? I would not imagine that. No, no. Well, because what the the only game they really have right now is uh, Horizon, Horizon, right? I mean, I guess they could have another Horizon PlayStation Direct, yeah. but uh, yeah, I guess. Because um, like, like uh, God of War isn't coming out till next no. year. Gran Turismo is gone. Uh, I mean, it's coming out next year in theory, but they didn't say really. Uh, and I think that's it right now. I mean, like uh, obviously, if they just put out this Ghost of Tsushima director's cut news right now. Ratchet and Clank just came out. So I don't know that they like have a lot in the in the pipe unless they want to announce what Blue Point's doing, I guess. But even then, I mean, they Blue Point was earlier this year or last year. Uh, late last year. That was a launch. Time. Yeah, late last year, yeah. So I mean, like I, I even then like they've been working on all hands on deck for maybe eight Yeah, months. and like that's where you realize like, oh yeah, Sony does not have that many studios. <laughs> Well, uh, like, obviously Naughty Dog is making something, but like even right. then, that also is probably still far out from being shown to people. So. And Insomniac has a couple different studios, but like, mm-hmm. so what's that other one doing? Yeah. But, well, but that's still probably at least a year or two away. So. Mm-hmm. Which maybe we already could, know. It's, it's they Spider-Man. Just, they're making they could Spider-Man. just uh, they could do a direct about how they're making the UI better. I'd watch that. Oh, in the the PS5. On the PS5, yeah. I'd watch watch a 40-minute video about that. The UI better and their 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 exclusive games will stop crashing. (laughs) That'll (laughs) never happen. But I I, have uh, fixed it. Now your the system doesn't heart crash every time you play one of our games. Oh my god. I fucking I signed up for their like beta firmware thing mm-hmm. and I just I so desperately want to get chosen because I've never cared more about improving the UI of a console. Mm. Like usually it's just like oh this isn't great but like I can put up with this. Every time I go to the UI on the PS5 I get so pissed off and it's just like how is this like this? Like how can the Series X be so good at doing what it's doing and you guys are so fucking bad at it how how can ps4 games still have patch notes and ps5 games don't 
How? I like I like how the patch note on my PS4 is it's the PS5 patch. And I can't even fucking see that on the <laughs> PS5 version. Yeah. Like that's what's insane. It's like in Guilty Gear, if I go to the PS4 version, I can see the patch notes, and then if I switch it to the PS5 version, they're gone. Mm-hmm. It's the same fucking game. There's literally no difference, except that one can't use certain controllers. Like, fuck off with that shit. Come on, man. That seems baffling in modern times because I could also go to their fucking website and look it up. I There's no reason it should not just be there in the UI. Also, it can be there because it's there for the PS4 games. <laughs> it's, not whoa, like whoa, it, whoa. it's not like it can't exist. It's the same fucking menu. Completely different infrastructure. Completely different infrastructure. <laughs> and also, they like recently broke the activities for a lot of games. So, like in Guilty Gear, mm. they're just like gone now, mm. whereas they were there. Whatever, it's fine. It's a great UI. Everyone loves it. Uh, so that yeah, that's the news. Uh, you have been playing a lot of games, apparently. Well, you gave me ten days to play games. Oh, that's true. Ten days. One of them, you texted me and said I had to cancel my trip last weekend because mm-hmm. you wanted to talk about it. And yeah. So here we are. You beat Assassin's Creed Two. I which did. Is still crazy because you had to play through most of it three times. I half of it, like basically three times. Jesus Christ! I became an expert in that first half <laughs> of the game. I was able to get through it very quickly on that third time. Yeah. Hey. Uh, but yeah I, I mean i was able to get through it and like the way they end that game man i know you know like holy shit they're it's like this is going places and then this like, is well, going places and then it's, and just, it's just like no no it's not it's going just, places. it really doesn't <laughs> after that but i can see why people got very excited yeah i just remember watching <laughs> when my brother beat it and being like oh, oh this is so cool mm-hmm. and like people talking about it at the time like oh my god this ending is wild and they just like so do not ever deliver on it in a way that is such a fucking bummer <sighs> but yeah i mean i i, I was just because like I had beaten it in the morning and like right before work, and I was just like, "Oh man, I wish I could be talking about this tonight." Because <laughs> holy shit, this this goes places. And then like I couldn't talk about Fast and Furious either, so I was like, "Oh man." Yeah. But that's all right, because like, but yeah, I mean, like I I I played through Assassin's Creed too, and you know, even though I had a lot of troubles at first, uh, I, I it was definitely worth it, and I'm so glad I did. Yeah, because yeah. like I can now I have that like checked off that like I played through this game that I really like and I was able to finish it because I think it would have been one of those games where it's like I really like this, but I didn't finish it for, you know, this reason. And like those are games that you like you think about like more often than you'd like to admit that you're like, I wish I I wish I had this like check marked off, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially knowing that like it's not even really that long of a game game if you just kind of mainline it. That's true, but that just after the second time, I would have been defeated. I would have been like, "Okay, there's we can't do this anymore." The 360 method worked. Just just going onto the the 360 and just playing it there, it worked. Yeah, the platform it was made for. Uh huh. Jesus. Which I'll be whipping that out because I bought a game and it I, it's not backwards compatible, so I'll be having to oh play weird that on the 360. It's Marvel Ultimate Alliance. So. Oh, Ultimate Alliance won't fucking rules. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to get those achievements. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm actually really close to 50,000 on Xbox. Oh, nice. So, 
I'm like at 48,000. So, and I'm almost at 300 on PlayStation. So. Nice. My gamer score is shooting up, man. Shooting up there. Shooting up. Your, your EP is, is growing <laughs> vastly. I, but I actually beat uh, three games this. Uh, oh, shit. I got through Ratchet and Clank, which if you remember last time, I was like right at the end and I just couldn't. Yeah, you said it was boss. like the final boss. You kept losing all your ammo. So I, I just kind of grinded some more. And then I was like, you know what? I should probably just go to the vendor and just like buy the upgraded versions that like the platinum bolts that you get. And then I was like, there's a specific weapon. The It's called the bouncer. It's basically this this bomb that bounces and then it explodes and then it creates all little yes. tiny bombs like like explode i had to buy that level that up and then like buy the platinum version of that mm. and then it basically made that boss battle very easy nice uh which i mean that sounds like a lot but i mean it maybe was a couple hours of just kind of like grinding uh but mm-hmm. that's another one that i was just enjoying so much i wanted to be able to like check that off and just mm-hmm. be like i played through this and i beat it so uh, that that is another one that I'm very happy with, and then the third one I started and I played through and I just couldn't stop, and that was a uh, Dead Space. Too. Nice. I'm glad you like this one, uh, unless you didn't. No, did you I mean like, like oh, okay. I played through it, I finished it, <laughs> and then I I immediately went into another like new game plus run of it. So. Cool, uh, because I people always talk very positively about this one, and. Even three though it, it's three, where... three less so. And so like, yes. if you do try to play three, I'm really curious because people really like Dead Space one and yes. then Dead Space two was not exactly the same, you know, but it it still hits a lot of that same stuff. Uh, I think it's interesting. I think Dead Space one had higher highs, but lower lows. There were mm. definitely some frustrating moments mm. where they definitely ironed that out in two. Uh, but like it just never hits those same highs, but it never really hits those same lows. It just it has just like a flow to it. The first one was very interesting because I, I the first one is probably my favorite game that I've played this year. Mm. Um, so uh, but like it I don't know how familiar you are with the game, but like it's it's split into chapters and each chapter you like ride a subway, you go through the level, then you get back to the subway and then like you save and then you like there's a subway animation. And that's really just kind of masking a load screen. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it's very defined how it's like split up. The second one just has a flow to it. It reminds me a lot of what like the 2016 God of War, mm-hmm. where it's just like it is just a continuous story. Mm-hmm. It never really like stops going, and then it'll just like pop up like chapter three or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, it doesn't have those defined like like here is the clear ending of this chapter type of thing. So yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I had a great flow. It was a little weird at first that they 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 made the the, the protagonist actually have a voice, and he wasn't yeah. just like a silent protagonist. Because at first, I was like, "Who is talking right now?" <laughs> uh, but and and I think the other very interesting thing is two is just all basically him going through PTSD from like the first game. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely they definitely went some like different like uh, like interesting like uh, narrative uh, elements as well, and but like it's just what I really like about Dead Space is like it is the best starter pistol or whatever you want to call it I think, in video <laughs> games. Yeah, like I, I that is my preferred weapon in those games because like the whole game is like the whole point is to be very accurate and you want to like 
sever limbs. Mm-hmm. And you can do that very well. And it, once you get those, like, once you get that upgraded, like, you can basically just take out anything with it. So uh, the first one, I do want to do another playthrough because there's a there's an achievement for, like, beat the game with just, like, the the basically the starter pistol. Mm. But I, I knew I wanted to play through two and three, so I didn't want to burn out on Dead Space. Uh, so, like, but I from what I've read about three, I don't think I'm going to like it. No, I don't either. And so I was going to say this. I think three came out at the time when EA was at their worst. Mm. Like well, it, which I think they are now. No. Well, well, I mean, it was like around the same time as Mass Effect three. And they were like trying to shoehorn a bunch of weird bullshit into all their games to like up engagement and like up microtransactions sure. and stuff. Like that's why the multiplayer was in Mass Effect three, which like is good. Right. I, I think it was a good multiplayer, but it's like trying to get those microtransactions. And like, I think the single player suffered because of that. There were like the missions where it was just the multiplayer, but by yourself and shit like that. And it just didn't come out as good as it could have because they didn't focus on the right areas. And I remember a lot of weird shit like that in dead space three, like there were just like a ton of pre-order bonuses for like specific suits that would like give you certain bonuses and things like that. And I, I, there was like a weird, I don't know that it was like actually multiplayer, but like maybe there was some kind of co-op and like just a bunch of weird stuff in that game that also like just didn't really work. And then hearing about the way the plot pans out, it's one of those things where it just feels like they were interfered with so much that they just Mm. didn't get to do what they wanted, kind of. Uh, Well, like, from what I've read, like, I know the, I don't, I didn't really want to look into the narrative stuff because I don't want that spoiled. But, like, I know you've mentioned that, like, Mm -hmm. it goes in bad directions. I mean, I, I, from what I am to understand, yes. But, like, I mean, I've never heard anyone say anything positive about it, I guess. But it's just like, other than that, it's just like the flow of the game also. Yeah, because, like, this is, like, it's very, the first two are very linear. As far as I understand, like, the third one is much more open. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's what I want from those kind of games. No, and I, I, it's just so weird because I feel like if they had nailed that third game, Mm -hmm. we would not be seeing a Dead Space reboot right now. Like, I think that franchise would have continued or it would be, like, one of the all-time great trilogies in video games, you know? Because, like, people Mm -hmm. always, always, always say positive stuff about Dead Space 1 and 2, and then you're like, what about the third one? And people (laughs) are like, eh. And, like, even even Scott really likes the fucking on-rails Wii shooter. Yeah, I was, because, and he says it has like a wild story. Like it's mm-hmm. actually a really interesting story for what it is, and like that I think is crazy too, right? Like why would that ever be good? Yes. You know what I mean? But I I think that uh, Visceral did good work back then, and like they actually cared about that world and those characters. And then three happened, and not so much. Well, and then they were like shut down. Like yeah, yeah two and years it's later. so fun, and that sucks. Because if that Star Wars game they were working on had to come out, it probably would have been so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. But it just couldn't come together. So I that whole thing is very bizarre. But I yeah, Dead Space 3 is it seems like such a bummer because I feel like that would be like, <laughs> oh yeah, like the Dead Space trilogy. Like that yes. fucking rules. I but, but I will say, like the first two, as I said, like I yeah, think yeah, those yeah. are those are probably my one and two favorite games that I've played this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't like if you really gun to my head which one I think is better I really don't know because mm. like as I said like the highs are high with one but then like I think the, the the lows are much lower in one so like I never really felt frustrated with two it mm. just kind of flowed and I just kind of enjoyed it throughout so um 
and I and I think it speaks volumes that I like instantly just started and which I mean those games are made to do that, but like I yeah. instantly started a new game plus and just like I'm going through the run again. So uh, I very much look forward to like just kind of playing through it and getting a few more achievements and stuff. Um, another game that I am really liking is Infamous. Oh yeah, uh, I gotta collect the shards. Get collecting those shards, <laughs> and I've cleared out. The first two islands, like 100%. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So um, I just opened up the third island, so I'll be heading there and doing that. It's so weird playing this and just being like, okay, I played Sly Cooper a little earlier this year, and I see elements of that. And then I played Ghost of Tsushima last year, and I loved Ghost of Tsushima. And I, like, especially, like, the three islands, like, they continued that, like, with the Ghost of Tsushima like with the three areas and now ghost of Tsushima is much bigger. Yeah, I think yeah. like the first Island area in ghost of Tsushima is basically the size of, <laughs> yeah. yeah yes, that is true. Cause like I maybe 11 hours into infamous and like I 100 percented two of the areas, <laughs> uh, but that's fine. Like I don't need huge open world games. I kind of like like the 15 to 20 hour open world games. Yeah. Yeah. 100% that like, cause I just never feel like I get burnt out in those cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And this is another game when I finish, I might wait like a couple months, but that's another one I want to like sit down and replay, but do like the, the, be the bad. So guy. I never did that. And I'm still salty about this because mm. I beat it as the, as a good guy. Right, right. And I was just like, I, I got stuck because I couldn't find a couple shards, like two shards mm. or something. So I don't know that I ever got that trophy either. Fucking Nukio did get the platinum because he just had Jumbo play through it as the bad guy. And I was like, this is unfair, man. You had someone right. else to play through the game again on your profile. This is a bullshit. Didn't you do that with Second Son? No, I, I don't know that I, I didn't get the platinum in Second Son. I thought I thought Jumbo played through the 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 bad. bad no, yeah, he, he must have done that again for Nukia. Oh, he might have done because, that because for I Nukia. just was like, "This sucks!" Like you didn't play the bad guy story. He's like, "Yeah, but I was there." I was like, "Man, fuck <laughs> you!" That's what. So I yeah, I did not play through Second Son mm-hmm. again. Uh, and I think he also, I maybe it was that Nukio made the pivot at the end because in second son, they give you the chance to become a bad guy right at the very end. And so he might've actually picked to do that, but yeah, I don't know. I was, I'm still salty about that. I was, I do not have the platinum and infamous, but it was like, I probably would have done it again if I had found those last couple shards, but it's one of those things where it's just like, I could not find them. And I was like, Uh I just don't have it in me to care now because there's like two, yeah, and it's like there's three large areas. And yeah, he knows where. Yeah. So I was just like, ah, because I, I I really like Infamous One, whereas Two mm-hmm. I do not feel as positively about at all. But I I, I don't think I'll go for the the platinum because like I don't because I know one of them is like like a difficulty and I like have a yeah and I, like so that's why I always think Infamous is weird. Well, they're the two that do this, but if you go the good guy path, all the good lightning powers are based on precision. Right. And so it's way easier to do hard mode as a bad guy because oh. it's just about like fucking chaos explosions everywhere. So it's way easier, at least in my opinion, to do hard mode as the bad guy because you oh, just okay. like fucking like chucking grenades that explode everywhere. And it's not about like, oh, yes, headshot damage mm-hmm. on the hard enemies. It's just like fucking go ham. Mm-hmm. So that that's the way because I, I did some of it in two. 
because I liked it enough to sure, like sure. try to play again, but I didn't end up beating it. So, but yeah, like, I think I'll want to like take give myself a little time, but that is definitely one I'm gonna. I, I have a like a stack of games back there. I'm gonna definitely just stick that one right back into the stack of games and get back to it at some point. But but I still want to finish the first time, obviously. But then yeah, 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 that is definitely one I've been thinking about how I want to replay this again. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and, and that's kind of like, I think one of the biggest changes for me, like this year and like even like the last couple of years with gaming, I would rather spend time replaying games that I really love than just playing games that like, I'm just like, this is okay or fine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like instead of just like scattershot play as many as I can, I'd rather like focus a little bit more on games that I am absolutely loving. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then the last one I did like the, uh, the very popular surprise me. Do you remember this, Manny? I do. Uh, and it was like, hey, you should play Dante's Inferno. And I was like, okay. So then I started playing Dante's Inferno. Right back to when EA was at their worst. Holy shit, this game, dude. What Holy are you talking shit. about? It, it's like it's like Visceral Games was like, you know what is the best game ever? God of War. But what if we made it edgier? This dude, this game sucks. And I just, their ad campaigns around it were fucking awful are you Everything telling me hiring christian like hiring fake christians to boycott the game is not a good okay game. that's funny i i just mean like everything there were some like really fucked up ads for this game oh, uh but like it just it's like devil may cry but if it sucked it, like that's it, like literally what it is and i just yeah. i remember people being like no it's cool and like i mm. knew people who bought this game and were like yeah i'm playing through dante's inferno and i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> uh, who is playing this game like it just i am it, it feels like it is for no one uh-huh. like that's what it feels like unless you were like uh, this is edgy if i think it was made for david jaffe yeah that's actually probably true uh because it's like let's take this classical story but like uh-huh. fucking edge lord it up and As also said, have it be like mediocre to bad uh action gameplay and it's just yeah. like what the fuck i played an hour it's fine it's fine it, like yeah but it's just it and like the visuals stay like roughly the same the whole time, even as you're going through the layers. It just, yeah, I don't know. I was impressed with some of the cutscenes. I was like, actually, this looks pretty good. Yeah. Which I don't know if like the uh, the Series X is like improving that. Oh now. yeah, maybe. But it just, oh boy, this fucking game, dude. I'll play it for a little bit longer and see if it continues to be kind of easy and if it's <laughs> relatively short. I'll just like maybe finish it we'll i see. think this was one of the ea games where they like had like the real ending was dlc maybe this was 2011 2013 somewhere around there i think okay never mind it was it was not it the dlc did suck though which is weird that I'm playing. I went from Dead Space, or like I'm playing Dead Space to this. It's like this is from the same developers. Very, very different games. Like one is very well thought out and methodical, and the other one, it's just like, okay, this is a game. <laughs> and then pe- game. people are like, oh man, how come EA doesn't like make games anymore? And you're like, oh, remember Dante's Inferno? And you're like, oh, okay, I see. I see what's I happening. See, like, but like at the same time, like they made Mass Effect one and well, I guess they didn't make. Uh, one, but they excuse made me, two. Bioware made. That. 
EA it was uh, the name on it. I know. They funded Bio- it. BioWare, BioWare bought EA, or EA bought BioWare. So it's like, it's one of those things where they had yet to fully suck the soul out. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you look at the last generation, and they had some really good games EA did. They did, and then like once they tapped the soul well to completion, all those companies are dead now. Yes. And or like soulless thing. husks. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, yeah. Which calling them soulless husks when husks are a thing, the in, thing Mass in Mass Effect, it works. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I want to just bring up uh, Dante's Inferno because how often can we talk about Dante's Inferno? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll read it and let you know. <laughs> Reading it would probably somehow be more entertaining than playing that game for me. What do you mean? Even like, with the yield I'm evolution shit. Oh, yes. The true yes. history of Dante. <laughs> okay. Like, why did they decide to, like, have him? It's a cross, but, like, he sewed a cross onto his chest. Like, what is happening? Why not? Why not is my question to you. That sounds like the per, the exact thing that they would do in that game if you watch any of the marketing and you saw that you'd be like ah yes i see <laughs> i'm telling you they hired david jaffe as as a consult con, like as a consultation <laughs> like <laughs> yeah or they hired an angsty teen as their uh-huh. consultant like what's what do you think is the coolest thing was it ben demons <laughs> they hired ben <laughs> They may yeah. he may have been one of the people I knew who played this game. <laughs> Did you think he was cool? I don't remember. Okay, probably. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, I, as I said, if it continues to be relatively easy and it ends up being fine, I guess I'll just play it till I don't want to play it anymore. I wanted to at least try it and see because it was free on Game Pass, so I was like, I'll download this, I guess. And mm-hmm. see. Uh, but why don't you tell me about the games you've been playing? Oh my god, Disgaea Six! I was so excited for this game, and I knew don't, I was going to get burned. Don't you want to talk about another game? Do I? I assume you've been playing some Guilty Gear. Oh, that's a no, not really. Okay. I, I mean, I've been playing it on and off, but I, I think I'm good on talking about Guilty Gear. Okay, I just didn't know if you wanted to talk. I, I just saw you had like some complaints on like. Oh about my god, it's the, the worst fucking experience of all time. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm gonna buy the, the PC online. version, I think. Okay. Uh, because it doesn't take as long to connect to the server. But no, okay. So now that you said this, <laughs> yeah, the Guilty Gear's online experience is fucking terrible. It's uh-huh. insane because it has such good net code. You fucking turn the game on. It takes like five minutes of connecting to the server minimum most of the time to be like popping up a menu that says connecting. Sometimes it'll have a progress bar. It'll fill, disappear and pop back up with no progress bar so that you can get to the main menu. I will say, okay, I'm going to go into training mode while you look for a match. It will rapid fire fail matchmaking like five times and then kick you out to the online lobby so that you can then try to fight someone. It'll say, oh, you're not connected to our server now. You have to reconnect. And so then it takes another fucking five minutes to do the same thing. And then finally you get into a match and it doesn't tell you the connection strength 
before you get in there. And even though it's good net code, it's the worst match you've ever played with the best net code ever and somehow. And it's like, this game should not be lagging. There, there should be, how am I getting eight frames of rollback? This is fucking crazy. Did you pick someone who literally lives at the exact opposite points of the earth? In their defense, fighting game lobbies in online structures have like no one's figured it out yet. So it's in the lobbies are so bad on top of that that it's excruciating. But like, is it, there actually a lobby system? Yeah, it's bad. Like, how, how is it bad? I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how, like, well, they looked, they, they looked, in, they looked at. They looked at them's fighting herds lobby system and were like, oh, that's cool. Like you can go fishing and like get colors and like unlock this stuff. So we got to have a thing where you can like walk around. But then like it makes it so that. Is that what people want? Like, I mean, all I want. So them's fighting herds lobby system is great and it works fine. But somehow they like fucked it up and took only the worst parts of it. And so it's just like some something went wrong. And like, I, I, it baffles me because it's like, okay, it's a 2D side scrolling thing where you're like these pixel avatars. And it worked fine in Guilty Gear Exerd and Grand Blue because there were just arcade cabinets that you would go up to and he'd be like, I am waiting here for a match. Anyone else that is in this lobby can come up to me and fight me on this arcade cabinet. In the beta, they didn't have those in Guilty Gear. They were Strive, the new one. And yeah. so it was just like you couldn't even fucking rematch people. So they they took they delayed it for a month or whatever to work on the lobbies. And so what they did there was add the arcade cabinet equivalents. And so like that's fine, but even then, just like interacting with people in the lobby is not worthwhile. It usually like if you're trying to like follow someone so that you can like be friends with them or whatever, it takes forever and it just is no fun and no good. And like the fact that it like doesn't allow you to see connection strength, it doesn't allow you to see if they are on Wi-Fi or LAN, it just runs like dog shit. And it, I don't understand how it can, because then the netcode itself, when you're playing the matches, is fine. And, like, the menus are just inscrutable. Like, me and Nukio being in a fucking private lobby, trying to figure out how we can change the rule set. You can push start to get into a menu. You can hold L2 to get into a different menu. It's just awful. It's just awful. I just don't understand, because, like... At the very least, all you have to do is just create a lobby system where it's just like a king of the hill. The person who wins stays on top, and then it's just the next person in line. Like, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh, I mean, like, uh, yes. Uh huh. This was solved a long time ago. I know, but they're like 50 50. They're trying their best to like make a cool lobby system that like is interesting, but, but then like, also it's, it doesn't it, matter. It stops being interesting after you see it a couple times because it gets to a point where it's like, I just want to fight people. And, and uh, yes. that's where the simplified system of just like a list and like you are you win, you stay on top. If you lose, you go to the bottom. Like that's all people want after like even like a couple weeks after. And so like then it's also fucked up because like if you are in a private lobby, it's really bad for tournaments right now because 
sometimes spectating doesn't work because sometimes in the private lobby, certain people can't see certain other people because of like Nat types or something else. So like sometimes you just can't spectate matches in online tournaments. Like you just can't. Oh, good. And so it's one of those things where it's like, what the fuck? And it depends on like their internet connection and stuff. It's bizarre. And like, I, I hate it because I like playing the game, but I shouldn't have to boot it wait five minutes to get a chance to not match with someone like it shouldn't take me 30 minutes to fight one person right i mean that's and so it's like yes i i am able to just ask nukio to get online and play with him but at a certain point it's like i don't only want to play against one person forever i would like to be able to play against someone else and it's like i'm not bad at this game either so like i can win and that makes it even more frustrating. It's like, I can't even fight random people online to like do okay at. Is there not just like an option to like fight like random ranked? No, there is. And that's what I'm trying to do. But what happens is just... it rapid fire fails the matchmaking until it kicks me back to the main menu. See, like with all the issues I'm trying to think of, like Street Fighter five was one. Like it at least had that. It didn't have a lobby system, but like at least the ranked matches were. Yeah. And like this when it works, it works great. It's just, right. I can't get it to work all the time. And like, there's no feedback. Like, is it because I have to open ports on my router so that like my NAT type is better? Why are the matches failing? Mm. And it seems like that is like a pretty consistent issue with people. Uh, and on PC, it's not. And like, there's also less input delay on PC. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I guess I'll just wait for a sale on the PC version, buy it there and just play it because it's not like I have to unlock characters or anything. Like, and you just fucking play it that way then. Sure. And I use a controller so I can just fucking plug it in. But it, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. And it's like actively making me not want to play it, which is annoying because I would like to play it. Right, right. It just doesn't let me. But I mean, like, that's that's the nature of games in 2021 is like, especially multiplayer games. If your online system does not work, it completely ruins the entire game. And it's just like it does work for some people. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I need any feedback about what is fucked up about this. But they just don't give you that. And like, I obviously they delayed it to work on that stuff. But like, I can't even imagine what the fuck it was like before. So. But anyway, uh, Disgaea. Yeah, Disgaea 6 blows. I mm. It literally, it realizes all of my fears about it being on the Switch. In like hilarious fashion as well. I You turn it on and it defaults to graphics mode, which makes it look like it should. Which is not that great graphically. They're like small chibi 3D models. And it runs at less than 15 frames a second, dude. Like it chugs mm. like a motherfucker. And then I change it to balanced and it like looks okay and runs at 30, but still like okay. chugs sometimes not great. And then you put it to performance mode. And I thought mm. they were pranking me, dude. <laughs> it is at 60 frames a second and you can't even tell what the character models are anymore. Like it is the worst looking shit in the world. And I was like, what are we guys? What are we doing? Why didn't we put out the PS4 version here? And apparently the answer is, the switch versions of re-releases of this game of three, four and five that they put out on switch sold very well. And the PS4 versions sold like no copies in the U S apparently. So, so they just decided not to put out the PS4 version here of this six. What is this Uh, it is a, 
it's basically like Final Fantasy Tactics, but amped up to a trillion. I, I don't know. It's just like a strategy RPG. So does it really matter if the frame rate is bad other than just like it's annoying? Uh, yes, because I need to be able to move the fucking cursor and not have it like skip and jump. OK, it, it like it just feels like shit to play. And that that's why I don't like it. Like I have been playing it in balance mode and that alleviates a lot of the issue for me. But like the thing that is annoying is if it was on PS4, it would have no problem whatsoever. Sure. And so it's just one of those things where it's like knowing that there is a version of this game that already exists that does not have this issue is infuriating to me because it's just like, why? Why can't I just get that version? Sure. Why can't I just be playing that? It already exists. And I, I don't know if it's just because did Nintendo help them localize it? That's not clear. Is it just because it's sold badly on PS4 so they didn't even want to bother putting it out? Like, why not put it out digital only then? Like, I, I have no idea, but it feels bad. And like it because it is the first one where they went from 2D sprites to 3D models, they had to do the thing where they tone down a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, so like there's not as many classes. Uh, but like other than that, it's a fine Disgaea game. People are being very harsh about it because the Disgaea community is insane. Uh, so like they they cranked up all the numbers like normally the the main character level max level per character is nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Um, and in this, I think it's nine hundred nine nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. And they, they like make you think like, oh, this is like a huge jump. But what they did was they just changed the scaling. Sure. So like within the first couple minutes, I am level 100. Right. And people are like, oh, the leveling is too fast. It's nothing like the old games. And it's like, no, you dipshit. They just changed the scale of the numbers. You ass clown. Yeah. People are getting like weirdly upset about this. And it's like, no, it's exactly the same. It just is. The numbers are scaled differently. So like, that's fine. And I, I don't mind that. And like, I, as I got a couple hours in, I was in my, okay, we got to grind to make the numbers higher mindset. And it, it's fine. It's fine for that. It's just like when it chugs or like when I notice how shitty it looks, it's just like. Yeah, that is where like you have zero tolerance. I have zero tolerance for it in a game that literally should have no problems whatsoever. Because I remember when I played XCOM 2, it made you angry. And I was just like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> like it, just, there is no reason it should look True. like it does and it should run uh-huh. like it does. It like there's nothing going on except for numbers behind the scenes. It like the 3D models aren't like the most realistic 3D you've ever seen. They're like tiny chibi things. Come on, man. What the fuck? And it, it's getting like reamed in reviews and stuff, too. So like even the Japanese reviews weren't that great because it's it's sure. it's like when you transition to a new generation of consoles for sports games, like the transition to 3D, they had to focus on a lot of making that stuff work. And so, like, I think if they make a Disgaea 7, uh, it, it will it will be a lot better. Um, but it's it's one of those things where as I'm playing this, I'm like, should I just buy the ultimate edition of Disgaea 5 on Switch and play it again? Because it would be a more uh, fun experience. I mean, play the the more enjoyable experience, I would say. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to play this because like I. Yeah, I don't know. I just I want to see where it goes. And I think the English voice acting is pretty terrible as usual. But the plots in Disgaea are usually like pretty 
unbearable for me anyways because they're like trying really hard to be like funny humor and it just doesn't work at all but pro zd voices one of the characters and i really like pro zd as an american voice actor so uh that that's what i got i don't know i'm only like four or five hours in um i will play it all this weekend uh and see where it gets me but yeah and like i it's it's gonna be one of those things i know it because they used to do a lot of like, oh, you unlock a lot of characters from other NIS games in the post game. And in four and five, they made those DLC. And so I know as soon as I beat this game and I pay for the DLC characters, that's when they're going to announce it for PS4. I know it. Mm. I know it. They always do that to me. So that's going to make me so angry. But I, I don't know. It's just the scale. But the numbers are scaled right. higher. So like people are weirdly upset about that. They're like, I get they took it away, taking away all my value. I'm level 100 after minutes of gameplay. And it's like, <laughs> you're a dumbass. It's just is a higher scale of numbers. It goes the, the top end goes higher to deal with it. Like you are a fucking idiot. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, we wanted the numbers to be bigger immediately. So like, instead of you having a hundred attack, you have 20, 30,000 attack. Sure. And it's sure. just like, okay, but like, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't, it it, the numbers doesn't don't matter. Yes. It's just, yes. it's just like at the end of this game games where it's just the scale of numbers are so hilarious that they don't matter. It's just like, is your number higher? Yes or no. How- yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a lot of like RPGs or like like Western RPGs and stuff, they go to level fifty. Mm-hmm. A lot of J- Japanese games, they go to level one hundred. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. And it's just like it's one of those things where it's like I can't believe people are complaining about this, especially if you have played a Disgaea game before, mm-hmm. because it's just like that. That's what they are. If you watch a single ad for Disgaea Six, they're all about how high the numbers are now. Like that's that's the <laughs> whole thing. And it's just like, oh, come on, guys. You didn't see this coming? Like, obviously, how the fuck would you be? It would take you thousands of hours if it was the same scale of experience as before. If it takes you, like, that long to get to 9,000, how the fuck were you going to be able to grind that much and go 10 times? Whatever. People are just dumb. I it, It's fine. Like, as a Disgaea game, it's fine. I, I think they are trying their best to streamline a lot of the more obtuse shit which i think is good because especially when you like get to the post game stuff like when you should reincarnate and how to get people's stats where they should be is like wicked obtuse um so it seems like they have tried to streamline that obviously i won't get there for like 30 hours but um it seems like they're trying to make it just more accessible overall which obviously fans of things that are very niche hate that (laughs) <laughs> yeah so, why would we want this to be more popular in the developers to make more money so then they can continue making these games why would we want that? i know and it's just like old monster hunter fans who like hated <laughs> when world came out it, it, it just it, that's what happens you know and like mm-hmm. I, I do get the criticisms of this one because like should it be running like shit absolutely not did they cut a lot of stuff because they went to 3d models yes but like the next one will bounce back and it'll be fine those seem like those are like complaints you have to have mm-hmm. when it's just like, hey, they cut content. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, like this runs like shit. Those are like, yeah, like this feels. No, yeah. Un- but but like all the all the other ones, like they added auto battling. And I think that's mm-hmm. hilarious. And people are like mad that there's auto battling. And it's like, look, dude, the amount of hours I have grinded in a Disgaea game, if I could have just auto battled those all while I ate a pizza okay. or something like I would have done it. 
doesn't like the most popular Final Fantasy game have like a, a a thing where it's just like, oh no, it's not Final Fantasy. It's um, oh, what is the? It, it's one of your favorite games. It, I think it's like uh, where like you can just be like, hey, just auto battle this for me and just like skip this battle and I'll get experience for it, right? Um, like the it's the sequel to Mother. Earthbound. Earthbound doesn't Earthbound have something like that? Uh, it does have auto battling, yeah. But that's what. That's what the, and it, so what I think is funny is people are like it takes away all the challenge, the auto battle in Disgaea Six, and it's like no, it doesn't, dude, because it's like every auto battle system where the AI is hilariously shitty, and they sure. will pick the wrong thing to do in every situation, so you still have to like fucking babysit it. Like I put it on auto battle, and my team got wiped out immediately, and then I did it myself, and no one got injured. And it was like, this was not hard to figure out. Like, it was not hard for me to do this. So it was just like, yeah, I get later on when you're just like grinding on enemies that suck ass. Why sure. you would just be like, oh, yeah, just auto battle this and go. I'm going to order some dominoes. Exactly. Some dominoes. And when I come back, this mm-hmm. item will have leveled up enough where I it's fine. And so, like, I sure put that in there, but people are so mad. People get so mad about things that are like <laughs> actually helpful. And it's one of those things where it's like, I, look, man, maybe you have unlimited free time. I do not anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you work full time now. Like, this- it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to grind it out, I still could. You do not have to use the auto battle, you what? have to opt to turn it on. What? I know. But like other people are in that that takes away from your experience. <laughs> Whatever, man. So so like, yes, my, I, I think the things they added to Disgaea 6 so far that I've seen are good and like try to make it a more mainstream thing that's streamlined. And the two things that are bad, I think are very bad. Do not cut content. I get why they had to because they made it 3D for the first time. Uh, but also, dude, for the love of God, how does it run this bad on Switch? When sure. Monster Hunter Rise runs perfectly. It's baffling. Baffling! I did just read an article about how hard Capcom had to work to make Monster Hunter Rise run as flawlessly as it does. And it just seems like maybe they cared more, is the answer. Uh, I'm guessing Capcom has a little bit more uh, resources as well. Yeah. they. Oh, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> especially monster hunter where they're like here's all the money no i know but like just the fact yeah. that they were able to make it run the way it does sure. is still baffling whereas like this game which isn't even a fraction of what that is runs like dog shit so like, i j- i still every time i think about what it looked like when i put it on performance mode it's so funny like i i was trying to get take a picture and send it to you like you can't even tell what anything is anymore and then you have like these 1080p hd like images there and it's like oh these look flawless but the character models no 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 that's four pixels mm. and you're like oh <laughs> so yeah that that's what i got it just right. it's a bummer i think kind of because i just i they will probably eventually put out the ps4 version and then i will just be like ah you got me you bitch and I'll hate then you get to buy it again <laughs> can't wait <laughs> Support them extra hard so we get this mm-hmm. gas seven. So, but anyway, Manny, do you know what time it is? It's time for the fast saga, Matthew. It's family. Family.
Uh, can I just get a couple of my complaints out of the way and then we can kind of focus on the more positives? <laughs> uh, yeah, so spoilers for The Fast and the spoilers, Furious 9. Yes. Uh, if you were going to go see it, you should go see it. Yes, uh, yes, but well. otherwise, we're just going to spoil the whole fucking thing. I, I want to be clear. I did like the movie, I but too. I do have a couple complaints. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, one of them, this is like a weird, just I think more me thing. Uh, like the hand-to-hand combat like sequences... There were a lot of just like quick cuts and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, and like because we were sitting so close, it gave me motion sickness. Oh, so I would have to just like turn away and just like stop lock- watching. Oh, I but I think that was just because like we were sitting so close and I was sitting at an angle. I think if I'm like sitting in my like apartment, like and I can actually see the whole TV, like that will not be a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, th- like I get motion sickness if I'm like standing too close to the TV playing a video game. Okay, like, this is just this is just a me thing, and this is one of the things that like why VR doesn't really appeal to mm-hmm. me that much is like I think I'll just get motion sickness mm-hmm. from it. Uh, the other one that like bothered me, and this was something that will never be fixed with this this movie. They tried to make this movie a lot funnier than it it ended up being. There are a lot of failed. Oh, but life. they're so funny because of how bad they are, though. They are all just that's, like so see, terrible. That's part of what makes it magical. It's, I don't know. It's because like, it's so funny how bad they are because like they're delivering the line with such confidence. And it's just like, oh, this is so not funny. This is I mean, so I, not funny. I was just looking around the movie theater just going like, no one's laughing at any of these jokes. Occasionally, Manny is. And I think it's because he's laughing at how bad it is. Oh, yeah, because it's so fucking hilarious how bad some of the jokes are. Like, it's... Oh, man. I love how bad the jokes are. Uh, so that that's my other, like, my other complaint is just, like, look, if this had The Rock, if this had, like, Jason Statham, they can deliver one-liners. They know what to do. The rest of them... Ludacris is the only one who had a couple. Ludacris, like, I jokes. love every time Tyrese Gibson makes a joke. I'm a big fan. Uh, but like Cipher, I don't know her. That actress oh, is Charlize Theron. No, uh, no. Uh, I guess it's not Cipher. The the the, the black. Oh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Like when she was in that truck making all those like one liner jokes. Oh, that was not, that was so not. Funny. You're you're just like this. They should just cut this entire scene. Yeah, out yeah, of the yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Uh, so like stuff like that, uh, you're just like, no, no, I have two very large complaints with this movie. Okay. I would love to hear uh, your one is what the scene with Cardi B is one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Who the fuck she, so she is the, the lady who takes him, uh, as inter- the Interpol agents mm-hmm. and she takes her mask off. And you're just like, oh, this is Cardi B. And just everything she says is useless. The whole scene is useless. And everything she says pains me physically. She's not a good actress. It's not funny. It just fucking sucks. And the fact that Vin Diesel personally asked Cardi B to be in this film and said she will be in the next one is like, for what fucking purpose, dog? This is like a brief cameo, and somehow it was worse than Iggy Azalea's one-line cameo, and it was worse than Ronda Rousey. I don't think oh so. Oh my god, dude. I don't you think have so. To watch no, no, it's no, no, fucking no. Ibs- it's obscene. At least Ronda Rousey fights someone. Holy fuck. Cardi B, her everything that comes out of her mouth is terrible. Yeah, but remember that line? 
uh, from Ronda Rousey. Oh, oh uh, this party was boring me, or starting he, to get boring. He, yes, that yes, at they, least was funny. And uh, this is so bad; it's funny. Way oh, yes, nothing okay, Cardi sure, sure. B said was so bad; it was funny. It was just painful to me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like a more just like oh, this what the fuck is this? The thing that made me so mad though, and this can never be fixed ever, is. They didn't even try to explain why Han was alive. They didn't even try. It's like so bad. What do you mean? It's actually Buckwild. faked his death. He was never even. How? Even by the standards of the Fast <laughs> and the Furious franchise, that was bullshit. Which I think is insane because like, I, I do think that they kind of did a good job like doing the flashback scenes of Dom and his brother when they were younger. Was like, to bring it's up. shocking like, how well they actually do that. I think for like what this franchise is, you're like, whoa, characterization? Holy shit. I was just like, I didn't realize I liked Dom and I was invested in oh, like, which his I, character I, as I, much I, as I, I am. Like, like I was just like, yeah, I was like, I am into this 100%. I, I wish I, I want a prequel movie now. Like, I have always been into these characters because I just think it's hilarious how into family and stuff they are. But like the fact that sure, they give backstory to this character that matters. Right. Whereas like, they could have just not even pretended like they brought Han back for a reason. They could have just been like, oh, yeah, that's crazy, huh? But like they go through the effort of kind of trying to explain it. And it just it does not work. It does not work because it, Han, yes. be, because they we we they retconned it twice and still weren't able to make it work. In the original Han crashes during the race with the Drift King. And his car blows up and he dies. Mm. And that like gives motivation. He wasn't actually in the car. We'll get there. And that gives motivation for uh, Lucas Black's character, Sean Boswell, to finish the race and like do what he needs to do. Right. And then at the end of six, they uh, they fucking retcon it so that Jason Statham blew him up so he's extra dead in this movie Matt I have this is even made even worse for me because I have been on that block in Tokyo where this scene is filmed okay it fails on so many levels so many levels they show his car blow up right and they're like, oh, how did you live? And like Tyrese Gibson in that scene plays the role of the audience where he's like, no, 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 you, the car blew up. You're, you, there's no way. Tell us how you were alive. And he's like going through his bullshit about how he relates to the plot and how this new Asian girl is there or whatever. And he gets to the point where he was alive and it was just that Mr. Nobody, Kurt Russell's character, did a magic trick, quote unquote, right? Magic. What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? They were blocks away watching the car blow up. Han and Mr. Nobody. How was that possible? Who was in the fucking car? Was it a hologram? What they did. Remember in five where they like (laughs) they snuck into the back of a a carrier or whatever and then like other cars. They they were so far away. 
watching as it blew up. There's no way, unless the car was sitting there burning for minutes, that they would have been able to got where they are. And then a professional killer, Jason mm-hmm. Statham, didn't know he wasn't in the car? Come on, man. They didn't even try. Like, the fact that they're just like, oh, it was a magic trick. Like, I actually, in the movie theater, was like, yes, and? (laughs) Like, did he put a hologram in there? Did he trick Jason Statham with an elaborate VR rig? Was this on a green screen? Like, what the fuck does that mean? It was a magic trick? Come on, dog. Which I I only am so upset by that because I think they thread the needle on everything else so well. Like, they somehow managed to remember everything they ever said about Dom's past and, like, weave it into a flashback. And it's, like, baffling. I, I This is a movie that, like, you could basically skip two through eight. <laughs> Watch one in nine, and it would make sense for like know. 80% of it. And just like, but like everything they added in, how he beats the guy with the wrench, right. h- how his dad died, like it all somehow comes together in these flashbacks that, like, are if you're invested in the franchise, are good. Yeah, I was just like, I like, I've always like liked this franchise a lot, but it's it's always been like more of like a tongue in cheek, yeah. or at least I thought it was. Oh, no, I was like, I no, no, I am no, like I am, 100% always, yes. in. I have always 100% been into these characters and it's one of those things because it's like and it's the reason why people don't get why I like this franchise and like why I don't care how stupid it is and it's because it it is so self-aware of what it is and like it is not trying to be some fucking cinematic masterpiece like Mm -hmm. Oscar winning performance like obviously it could never be that because of the acting Uh, but like it it knows what it is and they're they're just they're going with what they got and they have made a franchise that people like and I think that's why you and I feel so different about Hobbs and Shaw yeah because we're getting like we're getting different things out of this franchise yeah but I think this, in this particular case, we're both getting the same thing out of this franchise. Yeah. But uh, yes. Uh, but like, yeah. The, I, as I said, I was blown away. The only weird thing is, I didn't like the actor they got for John. Oh my God. Okay, well, it, it just doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. Because he's so short. And, they, and that's what I was going to bring up. I was like, sure. how is he like was five like, inches shorter? So, like, the character they got to play young Vin Diesel is literally Vin Diesel's son. So, like, that's why he looks like Vin Diesel, kind of, is because he's his son. And it's just one of those things where, like, I get that what you were going for is, like, even back then when they were young, like, Dom was the older brother. He was, like, stronger and cooler. And, like, people liked him more. And so John Cena's, like, the short, scrawny, or Jacob Toretto, is the, like, short, scrawny, scrappy kid who, like, always feels like he's in second place or whatever. But then he grew up to be, like, tall and buff as fuck. And it's like, (laughs) all right, dude, but, like, come on. If you know that John Cena is the one playing, like, it doesn't have to be that way. I get that it works for your, like, weird metaphor or whatever. That he's short, or like they, they, they could have picked somebody who's just tall and scrawny. They could, and have. it would have done the same thing. It would have been the same he, thing. He could have gotten jacked. Yeah, but it was just weird. I, yeah, exactly. I was just like, how did he grow like six? So, inches? so the one thing they don't get into that kind of could have explained it is like, what is the age difference? I guess, like maybe like, he, he like, maybe he, maybe he was like fucking eight years younger. 
Yeah, but then you like then he's literally sent his like eleven year old brother to go off on his own <laughs> and survive by himself. <laughs> no, I know. Like they definitely were within a couple years of each other, and it also it also seems like he was older than Mia. So that I yeah that I don't know, but like which I'm trying. Mia was like, oh, I actually don't know the age of Mia. Yeah. She was in school. She was in school, but she couldn't gone back to school. She could have been in like community college. Yeah, who who knows that that they did not think about that at all. I'm sure, but it just but like we didn't even see Mia in the flashbacks. No, but yeah, John Cena's character, his flashback kid character, is fucking so small. And yes. literally every single person I've talked to about this movie who has seen that, they have brought that up. They're like, "What the okay. f- what the fuck? <laughs> Why was John Cena's flashback actor so small? That makes no sense." I also just wanted to bring up how weird that family is. It's Vin Diesel, which I don't really know what nationality he is or ethnicity. Then there's like the whitest guy you could possibly find, John Cena. And then Mia, who I know the actress is Brazilian. Like, this is a weird ass family. Well, and so that again, this is why I like this franchise is because they just they roll with that shit. Charlize uh-huh. Theron literally makes a joke about their mixed bloodline. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my fucking God. Yeah, we get it. It makes no sense that they're yep. actual mm-hmm. siblings. Oh boy. Okay, you talked about the jokes. There was one that really did get me. And it was because I did not see where it was going. And when it got there, I was like, whoa, plot twist. And it was when Otto, the guy that uh, Jacob is working with, is talking to Charlize Theron in her weird glass cage because she's like apparently fucking Magneto from the X-Men or something. They can't get her near any metal. I don't know what the hell was going on there. Uh, And they're, they're talking about Star Wars at length. Like, oh, I'm the Luke Skywalker of the story. And I was like, oh, this is painful. Like, this is rough. They keep talking about Star Wars. And then they get to the end and she says, no, you're more like Yoda. And I was like, what? This doesn't even fit this metaphor anymore. And he's like, ah, yes, because like I'm like the Jedi master or whatever. And then the joke, the punchline to the joke ends up being something like, no, because he was a he was a puppet. And there with a hand, with up, a, your with a hand up your ass. And I was, I laughed at that because I was like, holy fuck, this is a big brain joke. Like, because the rest of it was so not funny and made no sense. And then they get to that line and I just burst out laughing because I was like, what the fuck? I wonder if I'll find it funnier the second time, knowing how terrible it all is. Like, because leading up to it, it's just like, oh, my God, this scene is weirdly protracted and they keep making these Star Wars references. They're not even owned by Disney. It's a universal movie. And then it made me think they also had weird Star Wars jokes in Hobbs and Shaw. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, like they, 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 they talk about how it's the Russian Death Star when they're invading the fucking thing. And she I, Vanessa Kirby's character even asks, like, so how long have you been working on the Death Star? And it's just like, what the what the fuck? It's probably the same reason why they have Corona in like a lot of. The no, scenes. they love Corona. That's that's because of the first movie. Well, no, that's because Vin Diesel in real life just like loves Corona. I, so I, he puts it I know, but movies. now it, it, because of the first movie, that might as well be a meme. Right, I'm just you saying, like, they have... Anything you want. I don't even as think, like, it's... As long as it's a corona. 
I, I, it's not even product placement. He just legitimately likes Corona. And so, so. yeah, like when the, the Corona scene happened in this one, mm-hmm. thought it was really funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what what's weird about this movie, again, is I think it's like eight and seven where it's hard to describe it linearly because so many things happen. So you just have well, to go on the fact that like Dom lives with Letty on well, not farm. just that, but like with all the flashbacks. As yeah, well, yeah, that's where things kind of like the timelines definitely. Get yeah. So stuff. it's just like the basic crux of the plot, which I guess like we just described that then talk about everything else that we enjoyed or did not enjoy is sure. is that Vin Diesel lives on a farm with his son and Letty and they find out that Mr. Nobody's plane went down and that Cypher escaped or whatever. And then they try to get the band back together, but Vin Diesel doesn't want to because they're like free or whatever and they don't have to deal with it. Uh, But then it turns out his brother's involved. He figures it out based on a photo of the scene where he sees his same cross necklace. Uh, And then he goes, they they do that uh, because they are trying to get what is essentially a Jedi holocron. Uh, It's just this is weird boondoggle that you put these two pieces together and then you can control everything by hacking satellites like at least all the the weapon or like the the rocket yeah like you'd be able to control the rocket it seems like the exact same thing as what they were trying to stop in 7 and 6 <laughs> anyways it's just like the whole world's over they get this Man, it is so raining and thundering outside. It's I was gonna say, is, that, is, it, is it picking? It picking is, but up? also the rain is like smashing against my windows. It's like weirdly loud in here. Um, sure, but yeah, that's it's crazy. It's it's gonna rain like all week too. I don't know, but anyways, they're picking up the Jedi holocron. You got to get these two pieces. They they get the one piece and then they get the second piece. But there's a key that they need to get as well. Which it turns out the key is a person it's a whole it's a whole thing but which is the 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 girl that han yeah the, the the one that han was protecting which also where was she during tokyo drift you didn't think about this part did you writers wait wait a... i kind of assumed because it was right around then right yes but she would have existed during tokyo drift because of but then like he would have met her and then he like he left like right after that or he I guess if it happened right then, but like the way the way the way they made it seem was like Han was doing work for Mr. Nobody while Tokyo Drift was going on or even before that. And then like him dying made it convenient for the whole thing to take place. The timelines confused. It makes no sense. They didn't. I think, think about we're that putting more thought into this than they did. Which, but is insane because everything else had so much thought put into it that it's wild. Well, I think all the Vin Diesel stuff had a lot of thought put. I know. It. So what the fuck? It's just weird. Um, so yeah, they get the Jedi holocron thing. It turns out that yes, it is Jacob Vin Diesel's brother, and you go through a whole series of flashbacks, which me and Matt have already said we thought were pretty good. Where mm-hmm. it is basically like, you know, Vin Diesel's dad was a stock car or an indie car racer, and he ended up dying on the track because of uh, one of the other racers, uh, which happens in this. But then you find out it was because Jacob, Vin, or uh, John Cena's character, 
uh, sabotaged the race because Vin Diesel's dad was in a lot of debt. Also, even though even though he was on a racetrack, what that driver did, I'm pretty sure he could have been arrested for manslaughter. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he definitely purposely wrecked, like, dr- like tried to wreck that vehicle and then it blew up. So he definitely could have been arrested for manslaughter. Oh, yeah. So. Well, that's okay, because then Vin Diesel beat him within an inch of his life with a wrench. I'm just saying he probably would have been escorted off by. Oh, I'm 100 percent. But yeah, anyways, it ended up happening the way it did, where it like exploded Mm. in a ball of fire because Jacob had uh, sabotaged the car so that his dad could throw the race and they could make a bunch of money to pay off their debt because they were like deeply in debt or whatever. And because Dom was the favorite son, he didn't ask him to do it because he he was actually probably going to win the race realistically. Uh, Well, and because Dom would never would never have done it yeah and would have been upset by it in the first place even though he threw a race in in the the series Mm -hmm. as well so i mean he sure did uh (laughs) oh god i love that um but yeah so i i don't know that stuff is good and then he ends up like he goes to prison for beating the dude within an inch of his life which you know that because of fast and the furious one and sequels Mm -hmm. uh and then he comes back home realizing in prison that Jacob sabotaged the car, which he learns which, because of Leo oh. and Santos in mm-hmm. prison. I love that. Uh, I when I saw them, I was like, oh, hell yeah, that and because <laughs> it's never explained how they meet in the yes. franchise. And so then it, they met while they were in prison. Sure. He put way more thought into it than I thought they would have again. Uh, and then he gets out, challenges him to a race. And says, if I I know what you did, uh, if I win, you have to drive and keep driving forever and never come back. And if you win, you can come back home. Uh, classic rookie mistake that John Cena's character makes. He uses the NOS too early. And as someone who has watched all the Fast and the Furious movies, you know, you got to wait until later <laughs> to do it. Uh, so Vin Diesel smokes them at the end. Uh, by using NOS at the proper real? time. I don't even understand. Like, I don't. Uh, I, NOS doesn't work the way it does in those movies. So it would increase your acceleration to get to max speed faster. Right, uh, it would right. not actually make you go any faster. And they also, you'd have to clear the lines, which they never do. Anyways, we don't need to talk about how NOS actually works. Uh, but anyways, Vin- it's also not explosive. Yes, that's true. Uh, but Vin Diesel wins the race. Jacob loses and has to go forever. But he promised their dad he would never tell Dom. And so for some reason, he keeps that promise and then makes it his life goal to just like be faster and stronger than Dom. So he ends up working as a super spy for Mr. Nobody, who which this is like this is why I think they thought about this way more than anyone would have given them credit for is you are led to believe that Jason Statham's character is the rogue agent that Mr. Nobody is always talking about. Not true. It was Jacob that they were talking about all those times. And I think that's crazy. Unless it was Jason. Well, but it was, but they, but I mean, it makes Mm -hmm. it actually with the context of this movie, it makes sense and they can change that. Yes, and yes. say it was intended the whole time. But I mean, just even the fact that they thought of that, the fact that he could be that rogue agent, I think is buck wild because they never like necessarily confirm that it is Jason Statham's character. 
Yeah, I, I the whole thing just like that little with like John Cena leaving, none of that really makes sense. Oh, it does. I mean, because Vin Diesel would have fucking killed him if he came back. Dom yeah, would have like, killed him. I don't think he. I think like John Cena could have explained. Well, he could have, but he made a promise, Matt. That that promise is so families pointless. keep that, their promises. It's, it's, then he leaves the family. Well. You know? And then he tries to kill the family. I don't understand. But I, I, was he ever trying to kill Dom? He was trying oh, to I tell him know. to like leave and he wouldn't because he's, sure. he's Dom. So, you know, he, it, it seems like he was never really like, you know, super maliciously trying to do it until he's, you know, they fight back too many times and then he's got to put them in their place or whatever. Uh, so I think that, yeah, I, I don't know. It works. Right. And then like you find out that, oh my God, yes. I didn't tell you the truth and I left and just to keep this promise. And that's but how they never had that to... conversation. That was all realized through a dream sequence. No, he says it to him physically in person. Are you sure? Yeah. He says, I did not. I, I did it. I threw the race because dad asked me to, and I promised not to tell you he, they say that physically like, in person. Cause like, like when the John Cena turn happens, like, Vin Diesel's already like figured no, out. It was that. way before that. It was when they're still fighting each other and don't okay. like each other. Then I guess I, I might have missed that part. Like, yeah, they, there was a lot that happened. There is that that is uh, that is um, that happens in person. Okay, they, they say it right to each other's face, wicked close. They're like because they're like I, I just right there. I, I because like John Cena has that turn where like they turn on him. And yeah, then which like, he, is, like comes back, which, which was expected. it was the most expected turn of all time, obviously because yes. the character they developed at the other guy Otto is like the most vile little weasel, and they just make that evident the whole time. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm pretty sure I said before this movie even came out, John Cena's gonna well, come well, back. Well, I mean, obviously, but that that's very obvious. Like that, just yes. just because that happened with Jason Statham, that happened with with the Rock, with the Rock. Like, yes. Um, so, and obviously, a literal brother was going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, especially and, after uh, you know Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. You know, no um and so like yeah they're they're trying to protect the key which is this girl that han brings with them uh because her parents coded the device or whatever it's just a dumb action movie boondoggle which is fine um and so like with the plot out of the way there so many of these scenes are fucking wild there's the one from the trailer where they drive off the bridge and <laughs> somehow get the rope caught on the wheel of the car and swing around Tarzan style, but they do not land gracefully. They fucking no, like they almost die. Dom's an actual psychopath. He has a kid at home. I kept thinking like he has a kid at home and they're both in this car. Okay, so the, oh, I forgot about this. I, I, they leave their kid somewhere immediately when they go on this trip. And the whole time I just kept thinking like, where is their kid? Where is their he kid? With- but they explain it later. He's with Paul Walker so he can protect him. You know what I'm saying? That, he's with Brian. That, it bother. I don't really know what the answer is, but that bothers me because like, I know that character and he would not be sitting at home watching the kids. Never. So that's where like, but like, is it honoring Paul Walker better if he's 
they well, they, they, the they can't kill him now. It's too late. They can't now. Like I, like I understand they've really put themselves in a pickle, and I, I think part of it is it's probably too hard for Vin Diesel to like kill Paul Walker's character, and like I think he likes to have him stay alive. So I, I get like like I don't feel comfortable saying what they should do here because Vin Diesel knows Paul knew Paul Walker way more than like we ever did. So like I have to respect Vin Diesel with this. But, like, I don't really like the way they're handling Paul Walker. No, I mean, I think the ending is pretty great, though. Sure, sure. It's just one of those things, like, watching this, it's like, he would be there. He would have been there. He would have been there, no and question. it would have been a better movie for it, for sure. Which yes. I'll get I'll get into that at the end, my feelings on that part of it. But, I mean, like, that is, that's, like, undebatable. I'm just it's, saying. It's undebatable, like, but I think there's a very yes, specific yes. reason for it, too. Sure. Um it just, yeah, I, I don't know, man. All the scenes are so fucking wild. I can't even pick it mm-hmm. out. When they're racing through the minefield and then Tyrese Gibson almost dies and then afterwards he comes to the realization that, like, we're invincible. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it is so stupid and, like, true. I was going to say, that brings, like, the self-awareness to a whole new level. Frame. And I love that. Because, like, he ends up, for throughout this entire movie, he ends up being kind of like the, the speaker for the audience type mm-hmm. of thing. Like, uh, where there is just, like, this self-awareness that, like, and, and, of course, all the other characters are just calling him an idiot for it. Uh, yeah, except Ludacris knows, though. Tej knows he's he's on board. He just doesn't want to say it because he doesn't want to be judged. You know, he he doesn't. Yes, (laughs) but like, okay. And so then they introduce the. The characters from Tokyo Drift, they introduce Bow Wow, who's gained some weight Uh, and they introduce Sean again. So Sean Twink and the, the other smart Asian guy and they are they're building rockets now, which their job doesn't make a lot of sense. They're like strapping rockets to cars to get paid so that they can like race jets. It's very, that, that was, I don't understand what they're, what they were doing there in Cologne, but whatever. Uh, so they, they established that early. So they'd say like, Oh, we heard you can get us some cars for our jobs. Which they do. Uh, but that leverages into the wildest shit of the movie. I get we, before that, I guess we got to talk about magnets. Because when mm. John oh, yeah, Cena, yeah, when yeah, John magnets. Cena drives off the cliff, he gets picked up by a magnet plane. And how does that happen? You have some really, really powerful magnets, which they also use to disrupt communications when they are in London. Uh, and then they just throw all knowledge about magnets out. How, how do magnets work? Who gives a fuck? This is how magnets are going to work now. Mm. And then they just like have dials in their cars. Where they just crank up the strength of these magnets Mm -hmm. and the stuff it pulls, it would pull everything. Like if the magnets were that strong, it would fucking pull steel beams out of the fucking buildings. But somehow it's only pulling cars and like wallet chains and cell phones and stuff, which is cool. I love those scenes where cars are being ripped through buildings where they're they're using magnets to like push and pull things away from them. It's just really stupid and works well as right. an action movie set piece because it's just like, oh, this is dumb as hell. And I love it. It fits with the franchise. It oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that, that never bothered it, me. It didn't bother me. I just think it's hilarious where it's like, oh, this is not how this would work at all. But it's fine because who gives a shit? And it's I mean, hilarious. In the last Fast and Furious movie, 
he was a literal he was a literal cyborg man yes yes. i know and that's great and they refer to hobbs and shaw in this movie because Mm -hmm. helen mirren's character queenie vin diesel says i thought you were in prison and then at the end of hobbs and shaw they break her out and i think that's great with a bomb cake oh classic shit um God, I do like the first half of Hobbs and Shaw. It's the part where they go to Samoa that I do not like. Yeah, but that doesn't ruin them. No, it doesn't. But it just is. It's the weakest part by a large margin, I think. Um, every sure? Everything else, I think, is so fun and stupid mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, boy, I can't wait for Hobbs and Shaw, too, is what I'm saying. Um, I'm hoping for, you know, we well, we can talk about now. it at the end, but I. Uh, because sure, sure. I think the post credit scene is about Hobbs and Shaw too. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so magnets are fucking wild. So many things happen with magnets. People are tackling each other through drywall constantly all the time, being kicked out windows, fist fighting on a double decker bus. You name it. It's there. It's fun. Uh, there's that guy. Han fights the guy who looks like Buff Wayne Brady. I really like that part. And then he blows him, literally kills him savagely with a bomb, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I was like, Ooh, we just kill him straight up now. No, no remorse. Han snipes a bunch of people when he comes back in. And I was just like, Ooh, shit. He means it just straight up Merkin fools. Uh, and then you get to the final action set piece, man, which is they got to destroy a satellite in space. How can they do mm-hmm. it? Obviously, you send a Pontiac Fiero with a rocket engine strapped to it to space. Uh And Uh that really just exemplifies the self-awareness of this franchise to me because Ludacris is they're in like deep diving suits. And Tyrese Gibson says, like, (laughs) see, these are the jokes that I actually do think are funny because they in the moment you're like, oh, what the fuck is happening? Tyrese, it's. I, I had no issue with Ludacris and Tyrese. Oh, no, Gibson. yeah, no, I know. It's, it's all the rest everyone of the Everyone else are so bad. Yes. But Tyrese yes. is like, are these going to protect us in space? Like, shouldn't be wearing spacesuits. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> are you? Tish is like, yeah, the astronaut score was closed, man. I don't know. I don't know how to get this shit. <laughs> and so he's just, he's duct taping his suit. Yes. And, <laughs> and Roman is like, that's not gonna help man and he's like oh no it is we can't have any leaks and they're just it's just like oh my god are they actually gonna go to space or like what and then they're they are literally in space and mm-hmm. the candy wrappers that roman had eaten are just floating around and he asks him like how much candy did you actually eat and as it's happening i'm just like i predicted this and it's happening they are literally in space like i when i was reading the previews about how they go to space i imagined it would be something where they like almost leave the atmosphere and hit something and then come back down they i mean they're no question they would have died their car would have burst in the atmosphere uh, it just would have turned into a puddle of mush but they literally get to space and have like thrusters and then they ram the satellite to (laughs) blow it up which would kill them for like there would be no return once they Mm -hmm. run out of fuel or whatever but they just because they are invincible they just believe that it will be okay and I love that. And they are. And they end up 
somehow getting to a space station mm-hmm. orbiting earth the International yeah space and station. that that's how they are able to return it takes them a while but they are they are able to return somehow and it's just like oh my god i love this i love this movie and i love this franchise because they did the dumbest thing possible mm-hmm. which is they literally went to space in a pontiac fiero <laughs> yeah it, it, Oh my god! Like I can't wait to watch this movie again because, like, I, uh, yeah, 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 it just is so fucking insane. It's so insane, and uh, <clears throat> I do honestly think that this franchise should have ended with the seventh movie because yeah. Paul Walker, whether people realized it or not at the time, he brings that whole cast together. I I I feel like specifically. Tyrese Gibson, like his character has just felt lost since Brian. Same, same thing with Ludacris's character, right? Like, it, because, and I, I, I have said this to many people because I talk about these movies constantly. Anyone <laughs> who knows me knows that I am all about this, especially after the this new one came out. Like, I'm just talking about it all the time. But like, mm-hmm. Brian was the character that held everyone together for Fast Five because it is his relationship with Dom that made it so that the first movie happened. And then Mm -hmm. in the second movie, his, his rapport with Tyrese Gibson's character, Roman holds that movie together. That's why that movie in retrospect is better than it was at the time is because like, you see like, Oh, they, these two actors actually have like pretty good chemistry and like they're, they're funny together. And like, I think Paul Walker was an okay actor. Like, I think he was funny enough. I think that he, because he actually knew martial arts, his fight scenes were pretty good. Like he just is an interesting, fun character who was actually an okay actor, um, and like then because of Too Fast Too Furious, that's how he brings in Tej and Roman, and then when right. they get to Fast Five, that is how they are able to cohese together because Paul Walker can interact fully with Vin Diesel's character because he knows him well and he can interact with those two characters because he knows them well. He can interact right. with Mia for the same reason. Whereas Dom is the reason that Han is there and you're never actually given any of that characterization. It's the reason that after Tokyo drift Han's character kind of feels like he's just thrown in with no context a lot of the time. And it's because he literally is, he just has, yeah, he just like, has no context. I can Paul Walker. Really? I can't think of like any sequences where it's Paul Walker and Han. No. And even when there are scenes that have Han, he's with Tyrese Gibson. Or he's with, um, uh, Giselle. Giselle yeah. The yeah. Gal Gadot's character. So, uh, Gal, Gal, Gal Gadot. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so like the, those characters all work because they had other characters to play off of. And like, now that Paul Walker is gone, Vin Diesel has no character to play off of. Hope, hopefully sure. John Cena, hopefully, hopefully that, or the rock. Even. I, I think John Cena is is really getting brought in to be the replacement. To be the re- sure, Walker. and that will work. But I mean, even The Rock bouncing off of Vin Diesel works as well because The Rock sure. also works okay with Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris. On, on the I other think side. The Rock has he has chemistry. He just with has chemistry anyone. with all those people, and that that's why that works. And so him being right. missing, especially, it just feels weird. Yeah, because like even the seventh one, he's got the great line of. Bitch, I am the cavalry. I know. It's, I mean, that's, oh. that's, that's one of the. Uh, yeah. I know people yeah. who don't like that scene and they are wrong. 
What? Yeah, I know. It's fine. Uh, but we can't. Uh, you need to cut those people <laughs> out of your life. And just like eight is also then it's the, the rock is there, but it's weird because Vin Diesel is the villain. And so sure. it like doesn't fully work. And so like, I think this movie works a lot better, but it still is the same thing where like Paul Walker would bring all these characters together and it would be a way better movie because of that. And it mm-hmm. just like, it still feels like kind of weird because of that. But like, if they're going to do what they're doing, Hey, this works. This is way better I, than eight. I mean, this is way better than eight. This is the best they can. This do. is the best they can do. Yes. And I, I, I mean, like I, I, we really, like, it's not entirely fair to get mad at them. No, for, like, I'm not mad at them. Like, for it, it. Like, I, I, it, yeah, yeah. Yes. It just like, if they were going to continue it, this is the way they should do it. Yes. And Oh my God, Matt, I'm telling you because Vin Diesel says the 10th one is two parts. This is it. This is infinity war and Endgame. because you think about this, the post credit scene spoilers. If you wanted to listen to all this, but not hear about the post credit scene, <laughs> it is Jason Statham punching a punching bag. And he like lets a guy out who gives him a USB stick. And then he gets a knock on the door and I for sure thought this was going to be the rock and I was going to lose my gourd because of like, oh, they're back in. But it was fucking Han. And even Jason Statham was surprised to see Han. And I thought that was so sick. See, I thought it was going to be Vin Diesel. Oh, that would have also worked as well. But uh, but like because it because is like Han, the rock, like they were just in like a movie yes, together yes, and they yes. were like friendly at the yes. end. So that wouldn't have been like any big surprise. So I was thinking it was going to be, but Vin it could Diesel, have been a set. Then, like, it Han? could have been a setup for Hobbs and Shaw too. If it was the rock. I sure. But like, this, I don't know think if about this. To... Think about this. I originally in my brain was like, what if it is just, this is their way of saying like, Oh, Hey, guess what? Jason Statham's going to be in the next fast and the furious movie, which he fucking better be. And the rock fucking better be. Right. But what if this is their way of getting Han into Hobbs and Shaw too? <laughs> and then it's The Rock, Jason Statham, and Han. Can I make a couple requests sure. of a couple more? Sure. More Kevin Hart? Sure. More Kevin Hart, more Ryan Reynolds. My more Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like then, like just imagine that because, movie. No, because then think about this. This is it, uh-huh. Matt. This is my vision. This is my vision. <laughs> Let me write the movies. Hobbs and Shaw 2 comes out before the 10th movie. Or mm-hmm. even if the first half comes out and they're not in it. But the second half, they are, right? Think about this. Because then, in that final movie, where everybody comes together, this is it. This yep. is Endgame. This mm-hmm. is the Avengers Assemble. Fucking Vin Diesel, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris... Jordana Brewster, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Ramsey. I don't know. Her I, name I don't. I, oh, oh, I ha- I had it in my head. It's like it is sort of like my name. It's like Emmanuel Eman- Emanuela something. Hmm. Either way, and then Sung Kang as Han, Jason Statham, mm-hmm. The Rock. Oh my God, Kevin Hart! Kevin Hart, uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds. <laughs> Helen Mirren, Cena, Suki's character. Girl? Like, just oh my God, it would be mm-hmm. the fucking tightest shit you've ever seen. Oh, I I can't even handle it. 
I can't even. I can't even. Kurt Russell. I think I could end up liking that more than I liked Infinity War. <laughs> same, same for sure. But like that, that would be uh, so uh, fucking ridiculous because these characters have no reason to interact. No, just no. like I, I, I want it so bad. Like I, well, I, I, I want. I need John Cena. I need Jacob and Hobbs to interact. I need it. I need it so bad. And if you get Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds, you'll have actors that can actually deliver jokes. Oh, I need it so bad. <laughs> I need it so bad. Uh, but, and, uh, oh, and, sorry. And Vanessa Kirby, the their sister. I can't remember what the uh, Shaw's sister's name was. Oh, but yeah. She, she's actually her. a good actress. Fucking imagine yeah. that. Whereas, oh my, Michelle Rodriguez is so not, I can't stand Letty. See, that's one of the things you can say about Hobbs and Shaw is like the acting is actually good. Oh yeah. Whereas like, I, I can't stand Michelle Rodriguez as an actor. I, I, I they should not have brought her back in my opinion, but uh, I, I she, sure. Yeah. But uh, she's there. She's Letty. That's fine. Uh, but just like all like, uh, what, wait, what it, one more. Okay. Remember the one guy that was in the first Fast and Furious movie that they so never this is brought it. back? This is it. And this, I talked with people about this too. What if Leon is mm-hmm. the final true villain? Because they went on and they continued the family without him. Mm-hmm. And like they brought Vince back. They killed him off. What Leon, the whole time, he's just been waiting there. And that like, I can't, it wasn't Tweak. It oh, was... uh, Jesse. Okay, yes. Because like he was killed. He was killed in the first movie, yeah. But just like he's the only character that they've never brought back. Like, imagine that and he's just so upset because he just wanted to be a part of the family. And uh, uh, he was was replaced by Brian. (laughs) But like he wasn't even. He just didn't do anything. And I think that would be the best because like you and me would get it. And we would be like, oh my god, it's it's him, it's Leon. And fucking everyone else would be like, who the fuck is this? And I'd just be like, oh, this is the greatest movie of all time. I can't, ah, like that's, but like, this is my dream. This is my dream film. I want it so bad. This is a movie of F9, getting back to just F9. Like, I can't imagine if you're not like a super fan of this franchise liking this. Movie oh, it makes no sense. Like the scene with Helen Mirren, you'd be like, why is this here? But it's there right. for me. Because yes, I like that scene a lot. It's because last year in November, in like the fall, we watched every single movie back like, to back. I love Helen Mirren's character, Queenie, in these films. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. It's so stupid. The fact that she it, was in eight, the fact that they got her to come back for nine, the fact that she was there as a cameo in Hobbs and Shaw. And Fate and, and Fate, it's, Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. And Dom's her favorite American. Yes. And I love that. It makes me so happy. <laughs> and she's a great driver. She's a great driver. Oh, she <laughs> the jewelry store. Oh, it's so sick. Except for that she chose Cardi B to work for her. That's, that's whack. Yeah. That's... I don't like that. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Now Cardi B will be there as well in my dream lineup against my will. What if she gets killed? Okay. Then, then a, I'm like, in. Then way. I'm in. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like they have so many stupid actors now, like it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And yes. I really, I really don't know 
what they can do as a villain for that movie, especially if it's two parts, because like they've beaten Cypher multiple times now. And so like, it's not like they can go recruit the previous villains because Jacob is good. Now both Shaw's are good. Now the rock is not a cop. Now, like what are they going to get Johnny Tran as like your rogues Uh, gallery villain from the first movie? Are you going to have the drug dealer from too fast, too furious? Like, no, you could, you could, it'd just be so stupid. If Johnny Tran showed up, I would lose my fucking mind. You could bring Idris Elba back. Oh, that would be so tight. Oh my god. Him and Cypher? Sure. But he, but then he would be good too. What he? Well, he like at the end he like, you know, he was cool with him. Yeah, but then like she can like hack into uh, him. Oh, oh shit, you're evil. right. <laughs> he was a cyborg. You could hack into him. Uh, 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 hacking. <laughs> I forgot. What? Like oh my god. What if they, what if they bring him? back the characters that they killed off, like Jesse and Giselle, as robots, but they're evil? Oh my god! Uh, you might be able, to, you might be able to get Jesse's actor to do that, but I don't know if you. Can the new Wonder Woman movie sucks. She's looking for work. Okay, sure. It's, oh. Also, also, Fast and Furious was her first Hollywood movie. Oh my god! Imagine. Okay. So maybe, maybe it's a special place in her they heart. They gotta, you know? they gotta let me write this script. I'm, anyone hears this? Um. Oh my! I'm gonna tweet this. I got the. I was gonna. God, say, let me write this it. fucking movie because I got it. Okay, Here's we might not have a do, big Manny. enough budget for what I want to do, but I they can write all the action set pieces around the characters. Instead of tweeting it, you need to go onto your Instagram and slide into Vin Diesel. Yes, DMs that's true. Because apparently he is very active on Instagram. Excellent. So that's that's where you need to go. Because oh my god, if oh what if they brought them back as fucking robots? It'd be so tight. It would be so tight. And they can't because Idris Elba was a robot. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And I want to see that female led movie. As long yeah, as it's led by that. anyone other than Michelle Rodriguez, I'm so on board. And it's going to be led by Michelle Rodriguez. <sighs> Bring back Suki. You know it Bring is. Bring back Suki. Smack that ass. Smack that ass. <sighs> I love this franchise and I love that the internet or at least people I follow on Twitter also feel the same. (laughs) (laughs) See, I I kind of avoided, I avoid Twitter pretty much altogether, but I assume. But just people that are like have literal doctorates Mm -hmm. are tweeting about how they love this film. (laughs) And I, and people try to tell me I'm wrong and I like bad movies. Uh, people with doctorates like these movies, okay? It's I, I, uh, I think there's a self-awareness to me that I, I will admit they're not No, great. they are. See, this is where our, our, we diverge, is I am on the train. I've never ironically liked these movies. I've always been 1,000% genuine. It's, uh-huh. never been tongue, it's, say- it's never been tongue-in-cheek. It is I, My love is legit. I feel like my love is similar to my love of wrestling where I, I know what it is. And I'm but okay with it. this is different is because this also knows what it is. Whereas wrestling, but wrestling knows what it is. No, it, you need to watch more I mean, wrestling. AEW knows, knows what it is. Well, that's why I like AEW. No, I know. I'm saying the WWE though. They, you know, Vince McMahon, I, he doesn't yeah. know. No, he doesn't. <laughs> 
but there's a reason why I'm like, I just can't get exactly, into this. Exactly. But yeah, like I, you know, this is not as fresh in my mind, but I've been thinking about it constantly. Mm-hmm. This movie ruled. I love this movie. I will buy the <sighs> Blu-ray. So with that, complete the collection, we, we have the rankings mm-hmm. of Furious 7, Fast 5, Fast and Furious 6. Do you want me to just stop there? Because it's probably going into the top four somewhere. Yeah. It's, it is better than Fast and Furious, the fourth. One. Oh, for 100%. Yeah. So it is top. It is at the very worst top four. I would put it higher than Fast 6. Yeah. Or Fast and Furious 6. Yeah, I think, I think it would be third. I can't put it higher than Fast No, five. no, 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 no. Absolutely So, like, not. It, I'm willing to have that conversation about six. So, like, see, because Paul Walker's still there in six. And, and six has great action sequences as well. It is definitely either three or four. I just don't, I don't know. I did have moments where I was laughing a lot. I feel like I was the only one laughing. When, like, Michelle Rodriguez characters go flying Letty. Oh, that was and hilarious. Then she lands oh, I on heard the, you laugh at that, yes. I was, yes, yes. Because... In the fiction of the Fast and Furious, you can fall from any heights going any speed. And as long as you land on the hood of a car, you're safe. You're fine. Okay, so I will I'll I'll agree with three here because I think I you know, the more I think about it, six, I I, like they're close. Six is very good, but nine, I think I will like it more the more I watch it. I need to see it again. Uh but I'm okay with putting it at three. For yeah, I, I think that I would put it at three and then, but see, that's where like, I don't feel bad putting it at three because I think I, I would 100% put it at either three or four. And as I said, I did have some issues. And one of the issues is I had to keep looking away, but I think that's going to get alleviated when I watch it. Mm-hmm. Again. Uh, and it is F nine, the fast saga. Yes. Uh-huh. Sure is. Okay. <laughs> Which, what a stupid title. What a stupid title. <laughs> I love that there are 10 movies, though. <laughs> yes, I think that it, there's going to be like 13 by the end, or 14 at the end. At least. Well, so I think that they made this, started making the spinoffs so that they could just make spinoffs and forever. Sure, sure. So there could be plenty. Uh, but at least there's guaranteed to be at least 14 yes. now. Which is crazy <laughs> for a little stupid franchise where they were stealing VCR TV combos. But like also what I love about it is like people can dunk on it all they want. Like I dunk on Transformers, but those movies make a lot of money. These yes, movies do. make a lot of money, a lot uh-huh. of money. So, you know, there's something there. And everyone complains all there are superhero movies. And it's like, well, that's not true. There's Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious is also a superhero movie. (laughs) Technically. It's not a comic book movie. That's true. I would read it. Although you would read the comics. (laughs) I'd still read a comic book. Maybe that's what you need to do, Manny. (laughs) You need to start like the Fast and Furious comic Dude, I would be. be, Oh, my God. I would would write so much Fast and Furious fanfic (laughs) to submit as my resume. They're like, what's your portfolio? It's like, I wrote all this Fast and the Furious <laughs> fan fiction. Here you go. Could you do like the prequel sure. stuff? And I would think about it more than anyone has ever thought about it before. I would tie it all together, mm-hmm. weave it seamlessly in. Uh, 
Maybe that's your. It's true my calling. true calling. Possibly. <laughs> you could finally use your English. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. The, for the ultimate calling, the ultimate calling. Uh, yeah. So that that that's it, man. I I don't know, like. There's a lot to that movie, so like we didn't necessarily yes. talk about everything, but there things, so many things. Go watch it. Watch it. Just, go just watch if it. you think the movies are all right, you watch that shit. Mm-hmm. Watch it twice. I mean, if you listen buy to the, it, the, buy the whole Blu-ray. thing and you didn't watch it, like you're you're making yeah. It, it, us describing it can't possibly do it justice. Mm-hmm. You got to see him in space. Yeah, you got to see it. You got to hear the Star Wars ass puppet joke yourself. You got to hear the delivery. Mm-hmm. I uh, one other complaint I have: John Cena never wore jorts. I know. I was waiting for the jorts. I, Where are the jorts? I, you want like pure self awareness? There needs to be jorts in the next film. <laughs> oh, but I do. I'm so glad John Cena is there. He fits in so perfectly. Yes. He is so buff. He is so buff. His body is 95 percent muscle. Like the dude is so buff. We're never gonna see Vin Diesel fight the rock fight john cena though oh um, that's true that is sad. unless there's like something really weird happens they're just the in a cage fight a <laughs> what if they bring a wrestling ring in oh that'd be sick <laughs> i so the thing the th- ultimate thing i want if i don't get anything else i asked for i want to see Jacob fight Hobbs. I want to see the rock fight John Cena in this movie franchise. Mm-hmm. I need that. Yes. <clears throat> I don't know why they would, because they would almost certainly have to be on the same team, but I want to see them. Fight That's what I'm so saying. We'll never, we would never see like the three of them fight and that would be awesome. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, I would even <clears throat> take Jason Statham fighting John Cena, you know, anything, anybody fight him free for all ludicrous. And Jason let's Statham, go. like he, He's not like super buff, but he's pretty strong. But he's like the smartest. Yeah, he's got a he's got a he's got a big brain. He could outsmart him. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, he fucks up the rock and the. That's what I mean, like because he can outsmart. Yeah, smart. He does some sick shit, and and seven. So. Well, and in Hobbs and in Hobbs and Shaw, but yeah, in six when he like breaks into the office and like, yes, smashes him through the table and shit. Oh. Fast and Furious is so good. I kind of want to watch seven now. Uh, anyways, that'll do it for us here. Thank you guys for tuning in. You listen to us talk about this movie franchise. I appreciate you more than you possibly can imagine. Uh, you've listened for months. For months. Like, we literally went months talking about four Fast months. And Furious every and you week. deserve a medal. And I'm glad. I'm glad. I assume if you're listening for this long, you're probably also a fan. There's probably a lot of overlap. There's probably a lot between of our audience and <laughs> Fast and Furious. Let's be honest here. Uh, but yeah, I love these movies, man. They're so stupid in a way that I can really get behind. Uh, but yeah, with that, that'll do it for us this week. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chip tune band. You can check them out. And we will be back next week. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>